Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 42 of Thirst and Goal. I'm here from a Ben across the table from me. And Sonia is fresh back from her trip from London. She is not joining us tonight. She's pretty tired from the long trip. It was, what, a 10-hour flight or so yeah, give from or take. London. And uh, she is asleep. Yes. A sort of on of, the couch. So Sort of on the couch, half off the couch, yeah. a little drool. Uh, sorry, Sonia. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had hoped to hear a little bit of an update about her trip uh, across we'll the it. pond. We'll hear it next week, most likely. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a little jet lag, or a lot of jet lag. Yep. Uh, I understand completely. Has a um, headache. Has a headache. Sleepy. No Boddingtons. No Boddingtons There was no Boddingtons anywhere. That was the worst beer that we've tried on the show so far. That is true. I mean, I learned that all of the men over there wear the same color suit, which I think is a little strange, a little sort of cross between a navy and a sky blue. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's I think, what is it, shark skin? I think that's the... Shark skin? I think that's skin. what it's called. Is it really? I think so. Oh, Lord. So. Get Come some on. gray suits at least don't, don't over there. Don't you wear a suit, Ben? Don't you know shark skin? Well, it is. I guess I should know. I just <laughs> My suits are multiple different colors. I mean, I don't only have navy you get your stuff tailored that is true that yeah. is true but yeah. come on brits you know a little variety you know can't all be you know beans on toast and uh yeah. dinner sandwiches <laughs> so me and ben were fresh off of brewing our yes yes newest yes. beer our second beer it is a hefeweizen our first one was an ipa a delicious ipa uh so i'm sure this one will be just as good uh it, it, it took short it was, it was a shorter uh brewing uh period it, yeah. it took maybe a, about, uh, yeah, a couple hours or so to get everything um uh set up and then brewed and then poured into the fermenter and you know all the crap that we do yes exactly <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, give you a little bit more of an update on that a little later in the we show have some but it pictures was... on instagram and on twitter absolutely and thanks again to uh our faithful listener mitchell <laughs> from uh, manitoba who gave yeah. us the initial name yeah uh seventh round ipa so now we're on to the sixth round so this will be a sixth round hefeweizen yeah uh, Franny i like came the way up you said it ben Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen? Yeah. I am half das German. That's is good, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Franny got all the ingredients. He's very uh, meticulous, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll give you a little bit more detail about our outfits and uh, what to look for on Instagram yeah. and Twitter as we move through. Franny, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have my usual. Actually, no, it's not my usual because I have Diet Coke. So it's Jack and Diet Coke tonight. Ah, very nice. Watch my Very figure. nice. And I am drinking <laughs> a little of the mash. Tell uh, Croatian gin, Dalmatian inspired with Dalmatian spices, uh, a local gin from Croatia. I'm about to polish off that bottle, and yep. I've said probably for the last six or seven weeks, I'm going to move on to a winter gin at some point here. But I just got to polish this bottle off, uh, and then we will move on. Friday, how was your week this week? It was uh, it was long. It felt longer than usual. So. I'm I'm excited to uh, get on with the podcast. I was I've been looking forward to brewing and doing the podcast. Absolutely, Franny was over here at like three thirty, which is about four hours or five hours <laughs> earlier than just he after, usually just after four. He usually rolls in. I tried to get here he by three thirty. <laughs> what uh, about yeah. you, Ben? How was your week? It was a long, you know. I'm sure that all of the all of the spouses and partners out there can can sympathize or empathize with me. Uh, not having, uh, you know, the person that does most of the the hard labor and heavy lifting around the house away for a week, and we were in the middle of construction on our bathroom, which finished this Finally. Saturday. 
finally, uh, I had to uh, lose my temper on multiple different occasions. One that was quite embarrassing, I'm sure, if someone had seen it from uh, from a distance. But I guess the only way to cajole contractors into doing what they promised to do is to literally scream and berate them. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. That's just the way it is. It's unf- but, it, but it looks great. It, it does. Looks great. It looks excellent. It does look great. In the pictures. I actually haven't seen it in person. Oh, yeah, the picture that you sent me. I didn't, and I, and I didn't use it. No. <laughs> I didn't use it. As soon as they finished it, I, just, I said, I'm not going to use this until Sonya gets back. I'm just going to shut the door, and then as soon as she sees that it's done, then I'll begin to use the, sh- the shower and the, uh, the rest of that restroom. Uh, Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, we have our NFL news we have our housekeeping. We have our week five recap. We have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our week six picks. We'll talk a little bit more about our home brew. We have our shot taste test, another shot of the week. We have our beverage of the week, another brown and Islay scotch. Ben, thank you, you love thank you so much. You love that peatiness. I love the peaty smokiness. I don't know why. The, I'm still. I'm, it's, it hasn't grown on me just yet. I'm gonna try. I'm trying to get into it, but you I have to I, get a, have a relationship. I have to have a relationship with it. Yes. <laughs> and then we have our beer taste test, actually. It's not just one beer of the week. We have five German beers. Uh, this is our, uh, I guess, our Oktoberfest uh, episode. And so uh, we're going to try, well, me and Ben, unfortunately, Sonia will not be part of the taste test, but me and Ben will be trying five different beers and see which one will come out on top. We're going to forego the quiz again since it's just me and Ben. No quiz this week, unfortunately, but I have it ready to go. It's ready if, to go. If you want to do it, Ben. And it's timely. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do a shot if I can't get at least three out of five right and then we have ben's betting quarter and our housekeeping to finish up the night yes look for certified picks and the top 10 rankings of the teams the top 10 teams in the league we front and i rank them primarily front to be fair ranks them every single i always ask you ben like do you want to change anything that looks fine well i mean i trust your judgment i trust your judgment with uh, as long as the patriots aren't uh always number one well so far they are and that's unfortunate but it's unfortunately true yeah all right, Friday, what are we going to talk about first? First up on the big, big board. board, Ben, is NFL news. All right, we had a little bit of NFL news, and uh, apologies, folks. We ran long last week, and we ran long the week before, so uh, we will try to limit. And the week before that? And the week before that. Uh, we'll try to limit the NFL news. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about the offseason news, so we'll just give you some of the highlights each week of some of the stories uh, that piqued our interest this week. Uh, this was not surprising, but with a quintet of losses to begin the season and hopeful future franchise quarterback still without a start, Jay Gruden's tenure leading the Washington Redskins came to its conclusion on Monday at 5 a.m. Very classy move there by Dan Snyder. <laughs> Grant Gordon of NFL.com reports following a 33-7 loss to the Patriots, Gruden was fired. Uh, according to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. The dismissal comes five weeks into Gruden's sixth. God, he's been there for six years. Mm -hmm. Sixth season helming the Redskins, having tallied an underwhelming 35-49, and and one record with just one, count it, one playoff appearance. Many in the league are convinced that the Redskins will eventually promote offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell to replace fired head coach Jay Gruden according to Mark Mask of the Washington Post. The 34-year-old O'Connell's playing career ended in 2012, while he, was, while he has been coaching since only 2015. 2019 is his first year as an offensive coordinator after two seasons as a quarterback's coach, and the Redskins' offense has not exactly been 
humming. Uh, that's good news for Eagles and Cowboys fans, I'm sure. It would be a desperate promotion, to put it mildly. The Redskins let Sean McVay out from under their noses and will try to cut corners into finding another head coach. It would be a perfect Washington outcome if that were to take the place. For the time being, Gruden will be replaced by journeyman Bill Callahan, former Huskers head coach as well as uh, coordinator on several different teams as well. I think he led the Oakland Raiders for a season or two. Yeah. Friday, what say you about a firing in your own division? Uh, well, it's not shocking. It's definitely not shocking. I mean, I think everybody expected it, including Gruden. Um, but he really, I mean, he, he's, he's a scapegoat for, for the issues uh, there in, in, in Washington. I mean, I, I think it starts at the top, you know, really. I mean, yeah. it, I, Alex Smith is their starting quarterback. He's been injured now for couple of seasons yep. you know they have case keenum and you love I, well <laughs> he had one he had one good season with with minnesota um but he really hasn't been given the weapons on that team i mean it, it, they're just not a very good team what are you supposed to do with them i mean what, what are you gonna do with with terrible players yeah i mean they're not well run their general manager is not particularly competent and their ownership is yeah. a hot mess cashing checks you know profit sharing checks and that's essentially all that dan snyder cares about uh, Callahan said something interesting this week. He, he plans to run the ball a significant amount and said he doesn't care how many yards per carry they gain. He just cares about how many times they run the ball. They've got two decent running backs, including Adrian Peterson on that team. They've got Dwayne Haskins, who Callahan also has said is not close to uh, NFL starting caliber as of yet it's just a shit show in washington and it's been that way for 30 years now pretty close to it i mean you know since yeah. the, since the mid 80s late 80s I mean, they've they've been a pretty terrible organization since then and i don't see anything turning around anytime soon even yeah. if you know kevin o'connell he comes on board and it's gonna be the exact same thing he's gonna have a losing record for maybe another three four or five years however long of a run they give him um just like the last four or five uh, yeah. uh coaches there it's it, they all have losing records yeah even joe gibbs couldn't turn it around no steve spurrier went down in flames you know it's just a, it's it's too bad i mean mm -hmm. it's too bad they've uh they've actually reduced the number of seats yeah and, in and fedex field yeah. as well by ten thousand because they can't yeah. get people to buy tickets and that was once a franchise that had fans all the way and up up and down the mid-atlantic coast uh even on from, the west coast yeah. you and, know and it, it's really too bad that dan snyder is they allowed. were a premier organization they, they were they were one of the top in the league and uh snyder has just completely turn it around for the worst it's good i mean it's, but it's i mean it's great for the, don't, don't get me it's wrong good to have great. a browns in your division yeah it's it's always good to have that but yeah. i mean there's it seems like there's always one team in a division that is that team and it, it happens to be the redskins in the nfc east yes and unless you're the patriots in which case for several several years you everybody have three else. Yeah. other teams <laughs> in your division that are just as bad as that uh but even this year they've got well this year the jets suck and and uh, Miami sucks as well, but the, yeah. the Patriots have a pretty easy road. Buffalo, though, Buffalo, Buffalo, still this rooting. Year, finally, we've adopted it. We've adopted yes. Buffalo as our second team to root for. Yep, and we're going to get a, a bobblehead. We're going to get a Josh Allen bobblehead for our table because yeah. he is our <laughs> adopted team uh, this season. So Until they play the Eagles in, in, in weeks, a couple of yeah. weeks, but uh, for now, though, we we wish them the best. We hope somebody can topple the Patriots. Oh. God, please, someone, anyone, <laughs> take Brady out. All right, anything else to add about Jay Gruden's untimely or timely firing? Yeah, expected. 
All maybe, right. Maybe he can find his way to the Raiders as some sort of a coordinator <laughs> there with his brother. Hey, they had a great win this week. Yeah, it was pretty good. They're looking better. All right, we have some sad news coming out of Steelerland with all. Re- I mean, with with the third string quarterback set to start the game on Sunday. The Steelers have two more dramatic injuries to report this week. The Steelers will be without another skill player on offense as Jalen Samuels will miss. Will miss roughly a month after undergoing arthroscopic knee surgery this past Monday, coach Mike Tomlin has said. Samuels was spotted on crutches following his knee scope. Fourth round rookie running back Benny Snell will move up the depth chart to number two behind James Conner, not having a stellar year either, but the sluggish rookie doesn't offer nearly the same type of value on the ground or in the passing game as Samuels' unique skill cell lent. James Conner should be worth a work, should be a workhorse for the Steelers for the foreseeable future with quarterback Mason Rudolph not playing this week. Pittsburgh Steelers also lost second-year second, or second year wide receiver James Washington. Uh, Washington will be out for a quote-unquote few weeks with a shoulder injury, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com. Uh, Washington, a second-round pick out of Oklahoma State, was on his way to his best game in the NFL with three catches for 52 yards on six targets before suffering the injury in the third quarter of the brutal overtime loss to the Ravens this past week. Uh, Steelers Uh. will be without their backup running back and the second leading receiver or the second best receiver on their team. And they're starting their third string. Can things get any worse? Third string quarterback. I don't know. I mean, maybe Benny Snell and James Conner will go down in this game and Juju gets hurt. Their defense, I mean, the Steelers' defense is pretty good. They've been, I mean, first team ever to to have uh, four four turnover, or plus four in the turnovers. And Minka Minka Fitzpatrick has been playing great. A stud. Great move. Great move by the Steelers. Uh, it's good that they're focusing. That you imposed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, no, but <laughs> feel free to point out all the dumb shit that I say when it turns out not to be true. Well, that's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a three-hour show. And this one might be also. Yeah. But uh, no, but I, I just feel bad for uh, for the Steelers. Uh, you know, this year, I mean, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. I mean, James Conner last year, he filled in amazingly for. Yeah. For Le'Veon we Bell, I mean, he, he played something. great, um, and now now you lose your you know first string quarterback, second string quarterback, you know, you know third string quarterback, and Hodges actually didn't play that bad uh, last week. Um, you know, if, if if it wasn't for that um, uh, fumble fumble by by Juju, you know, who knows what would happen? Maybe they would have pulled off the victory. But uh, things aren't not looking good in Steelers land right now, and I do I feel bad because, like I said, you know, so many times, you know, I love the Eagles. The Eagles are my top team, but right behind them, you know, I root for the Steelers. They're my dad's team, and uh, you know, I, I and they're dropping like flies. And our yeah. receivers weren't particularly weren't playing particularly well. Yeah. Before uh, the injury yeah. to especially Moncrief. to Washington, Moncrief, they might have to suit Moncrief yeah. up. Uh, this week, although I, I probably should know that, but I don't know that yet. But the duck, uh, <laughs> w- world or at least renowned of some kind, duck caller, uh, Devlin Hodges will be starting the game for the Steelers. And like Franny said, he played pretty well at the end Baby. of the game. Reckless abandon, yeah. you know, led. Uh, I can't remember the 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 school that he went to, but he led the the championship subdivision or the bowl subdivision, whatever the. Mm-hmm. Division is right before, uh, right below what used to be Division One A. Uh-huh. Uh, led them in passing uh, yards per attempt were not particularly was not particularly great. It was I think about seven point eight yards yeah. per, per. But reception. he didn't he didn't really fuck up. 
No, no, I mean, you know, no, he, he went no. out there and played it. You yeah. know, he he he, he it was exciting to watch. Game. He played a pretty. If we should have won the game. game, and and if not for that fumble, who knows what would have happened? You know? Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's too bad because clearly the Ravens, uh, after opening up the season against a bunch of scrubs, are not as good as that people is, may have yeah. thought they were, and it leaves the Steelers with an opening. But for some reason, they just can't walk through that. They looked like world beaters. They looked like world beaters for a second there, and they lose. They lose to the Browns, and then the Browns get blown out by by uh, by the Niners. So yeah, I'm too not bad sure. for the Steelers. But still, though, because of that, because of the inconsistency in the AFC North. The Steelers might have a chance. I know, and that's the pretty Steelers, sad. One, at, one and four, and they one, have a chance. One and four, and then you have what? A three and two, and a two and three team, right? And yeah. Then, and yeah, then yeah, an yeah. 0 and, you know, an zero and five team, which might be like a one and fifteen team yeah. at the end of the season. So, as as bad it's as the possible. Steelers and and the it's bad possible. luck that they've had, the Steelers still have a chance. They do, Ben. They do. Just keep it. To, I mean, some it's some health. I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, this is one of those weird things that can happen, right? Yeah. A guy like it's Devlin just, Hodges could come in and turn into Russell Wilson, or let's not get ahead I mean, of ourselves. But, I mean, not <laughs> Russell Wilson, maybe. but the, but it can happen that somebody. I mean, Tom Brady in the whatever the sixth round or seventh yeah, round. Yeah. It can happen. Uh, Mason Rudolph was playing pretty well. Uh, he was seen practicing this week, but uh, for those of you out there that saw the concussion suffered by Mason Rudolph, who was who was out cold before he even hit the ground, I, I was surprised to even hear he was practicing. Did not expect him mm-hmm. to play in this game. But Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, six of one, half dozen of another. It's just that we have uh, Paxton Lynch backing up <laughs> Hodges. So don't be surprised to see if you see Paxton Lynch at the end of the game right. for the Pittsburgh Steelers the way this season is going. Yeah. Anything else to add about my... Uh, I feel bad. I feel bad, Ben. Uh, I'm like sorry. A, it's like a car. It's like a three-car pileup in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right, next up, a little fun news. Rob Gronkowski. He's back. Fun game. Rob Gronkowski is coming back to football, but not in the way that many Patriots fans had hoped. Matt Vortor of Mass Live reports, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the, the former New England tight end is taking his unique talents to the broadcast booth. He's been hired by Fox to serve as a regular analyst on Sundays. It's unclear whether Gronkowski will serve in a traditional desk role or if they will use his big, big, big personality for more offbeat Segment says for timing, Gronkowski has been an advocate for CBC CBD Medic. I'm not sure if he's as big an advocate for CBD as he is for the particular <laughs> company that he represents, but that's six of one half dozen of another as well. A cannabis-based topical pain relief product. Uh, many people have speculated that Gronkowski might return to the Patriots, especially with the team's struggles at tight end, but that does not appear to be the case. What yeah. say you about? Rob, I'm not Jason Witten Gronkowski <laughs> going to TV. You know, I enjoyed watching him on the halftime show. I mean, I haven't seen him yet. I didn't a, see he's, him. He's a great commentator. He's just fun to watch. I mean, he's a guy that you just want to go out and party with. You know, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's just a fun dude, and he's 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 way better than any former cowboy has been commentating on any game. That is true. Yeah. That well, Troy Aikman doesn't do it. Terrible yeah. job. I mean, he seemed to be more lucid than <laughs> not bad. He's this not- year than last year. Last year he would he was just rambling incoherently, but yeah. this year he appears to have, have at least read some words on a page <laughs> to prepare for the game. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward. I, I, Great I, hire by Fox. Yeah, I, I, did, I did enjoy watching him though. He, he was pretty funny. I mean, I'll, I'll take Gronkowski over Booger any day. <laughs> Actually, no, even Booger. I don't like. I, no. I, I've been watching. It's, it's better than the Booger Mobile. I don't know what the hell that was yeah, all that about was last year, right? But I, I do. Enjoy, I did enjoy. 
listening to Booger as as just a commentator, not on the sideline, you know, driving up and down. Uh, yeah, I think that messed up the fan experience too because it was, it was kind weird. of in the way. Yeah, it was kind of odd. But he, he's better in the booth than he is on the sidelines, driving back and forth. Agreed. I mean, this shouldn't be. I mean, I'm not a huge Chris Collinsford fan. I don't no. think Franny is either. But when you watch Sunday Night Football, I mean, it, it it's it's it is very stabilizing. I mean, I can't, I don't understand why. I like Al Michaels. It's because of Al Michaels. Oh, I love. I mean, Miracle on Ice. I mean, this is, I mean, he goes back a long way. Yeah. But listening to that broadcast, it just feels almost like a security blanket. Like, okay, this it can be done. Mm-hmm. The, all of these games don't have yeah. to be so terrible. Yeah, Gronkowski doesn't have yeah. to be in the booth. No, he doesn't have to be in the yeah, booth. Yeah, but but like at halftime and after the show. That's when you want to hear him. But that Monday, I mean, the Monday night broadcast has not been good for a long, better than Michael Irvin, long time, better than Jason Witten. Oh, and he, better and than Jason, Tony Romo. How could Jason Witten have been that bad at that? Yeah, I mean, we yeah, are yeah, pretty he, good at this. He, we are better at this he, he than he go, is at broadcasting on national television. They're like, go back to football. Do they're anything like, else. Anything. The, the Cowboys had to bring him back to play just so he wouldn't be embarrassed Out of by getting job. fired from his job. Yeah, but he's 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 a good tight end. He's still good. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got some. He's he's actually has a higher number of catches this year, a larger number of catches this year than I expected him yeah. to have. Uh, and I think that that's going to continue throughout the good season. Good thing he was working out in the offseason. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add about Rob Gronkowski? No, but next time you're in Vegas, dude, hit us up and let's party. Yeah, yeah. yeah come to come to the San Fernando Valley in Los yeah. Angeles, you know? Thirst and goal. No one's going to know you out we here. We did a shot for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we renamed it the uh, Injured Reserve because Injured you reserve. refused to retweet us. Yes. Just, I mean, come on. You got the CBD, you know, pain <laughs> relief, quote unquote pain relief. Uh, you know, come on. Give us a retweet, buddy. Give us a retweet. All right. Anything else to add about Rob Gronkowski? That would be all. All right, we have a little bit of odd news to finish up the NFL news. Uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Richard Sherman said Wednesday that he will, in fact, apologize to Baker Mayfield for wrongly saying that the Cleveland Browns quarterback had refused to shake his hand before the coin toss on Monday Night Football. Sherman told NFL.com that the snub had fueled him during San Francisco's 31-3 win over the Broncos. Video obtained by ESPN on Tuesday, however, showed the two shaking hands at midfield. It's definitely my bad, Richard Sherman said on the Pat McAfee show. I never want anyone to have to deal with some stuff that they didn't do. And so, you know, the question he's going to get and the annoying nonsense questions about some stuff that happened in a game that's already been done, you know, sure, he'll get an apology for that. I'll probably reach out to him via text on social media to actually get a hold of him and talk to him on the phone. He definitely deserves an apology, and that's my bad on that. Mm. Richard Sherman's antics were fun and entertaining, and he was viewed as a really, you know, a really a smarty pants coming out of, I don't know if he went to Stanford or where he went, when the Seahawks were winning. Mm-hmm. But ever since his relationship with the Seahawks deteriorated, I think he's been sort of shown to be kind of a less than a less than an admirable type of guy. I mean, why criticize Baker Mayfield for not shaking your hand when clearly it's on video that he did? <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, it was it was it was odd. It was an odd exchange. You know, I don't even know why he would mention that. Why would he yeah. say that? What's Be- the point? Because they won the game. Are you, are you trying to make I- Baker Mayfield look like a bad guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, plus, why would he shake hands with some cornerback? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You're a cornerback on, on the San Francisco 49ers. He's, yeah. he's the quarterback of the other team. Who gives a shit about a cornerback? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it doesn't make any sense or whatsoever. He's su- or he's supposed to shake the hand of. Anyone that's an established player is he supposed to search like run around the 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 perimeter of the field and sort of try to find the players that have had long careers? 
Sonia has come out to uh, say hello and also to tell us she's, she's not going to be on the show. She's going to bed. She's, she's going to bed. Us. But uh, you might hear some uh, German music uh, <laughs> when Later we do our, our beer taste test. But uh, but for the out. record, folks, our listenership was down a chunk this week, because and we attribute that to having to, no Sonya. to having the, telling the fans last week that Sonya would not, or the week before that Sonya would not be on uh, this past week, and we believe that the 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 reason for that drop in listenership was due to everyone knowing Sonya was not going to be on the show. We were Sonyaless. She's <laughs> laughing, but it is in fact true because nothing else changed from week to week other than her absence. Yep. I, I agree with you 100%, Ben. All and right. I also agree with that Richard Sherman was a douchebag. It is just, I mean, it's funny when, you know, when things are going great and you, so you're a media darling. You know, people look I don't know past if he was the, ever a media darling. I don't uh, know if he ever was. Not a darling, but he was seen. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he had that ridiculous comment, I think, either in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs. In the NFC uh, Championship game? He said something obnoxious yeah. on the, on the, to the television reporter. Yeah, right yeah it was the, an NFC Championship game against the, the Niners uh, when he knocked the ball away and it was intercepted eventually and yeah but i i, I don't i don't i don't get it why why you know why do it <laughs> I don't understand. like what are you trying to what are you, what are you trying to gain from that there's nothing to gain whatsoever and there are cameras everywhere so even if it wasn't captured by tv cameras somebody filming with their you know cell phone might have captured you shaking hands with baker mayfield and and why why say he didn't like yeah, and- I mean, we all know i mean baker mayfield comes out as sort of a, a dick you yeah, know, he, he, as he does Richard Sherman. Acts like he has some sort of a chip on his shoulder or something like that. And it, it, why, why are you trying to make him look worse than he really is? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Baker's doing a pretty good job of that himself. Yeah, in terms <laughs> exactly. Of making, uh, you exactly. Know, you know, you're now you're making Baker look good, which is I think probably the opposite of what you had yeah. intended. There, I, I just this it, it's this 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 disrespect culture. I think that leads to so many disagreements and animosity and bad feelings between people either in professional sports or just in life uh-huh. people don't owe you as much respect as you think they do and their actions do not connote as much disrespect as you think it does they may just not have seen you in the elevator they may not have seen <laughs> you on the field it doesn't mean that they're disrespecting you they may have other shit on their mind so let's move past this disrespect culture there was a game they needed to play there all right Franny. anything else to add about richard sherman who's now actually on a good team unfortunately they look good. They look good. All right, so we won't bore you with any more NFL news. We do have our uh, rebuilding segment that we will <laughs> yeah. get to eventually. Oh, but eventually, I'm gonna, eventually, uh, this, is, this better be good because I'm, you know, I'm promoing it every single week. So uh, yeah, it's, it's probably like we, we'll talk about it for like five minutes. We or may have so. to turn it into a. Well, if you look at the amount of words I have written there, you it, have a lot of words. You have a lot of words. Definitely will be a lengthy. Jesus Christ! A lengthy I just, segment. I turned the page of volume one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's a lot written here, Ben. Yeah, in that first chapter, Denarius, uh, <laughs> Denarius. Uh, goes to meet the Dothraki and yeah. is marching through the desert. And then yeah. the second, the second installment of the what it looks of the like. rebuilding will be, you know, after her uh, after her well, rise yeah, to power. That's you. Where do you write this stuff? You know, in my uh, in my laptop, on my laptop on the couch. You should probably write a book, Ben. I mean, this is crazy long. It is a little bit of it's a lot of work. I mean, that's prob- why I keep promoing it. Yeah, yeah. Well. You'll probably be talking about this in a separate podcast by yourself. We'll have a bonus episode. You have a lot How to, to rebuild about. your franchise uh, by yeah. not listening to Michael Lombardi. <laughs> All right, I guess that wraps up the NFL news for this week. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. I love doing that. 
Big boot. I'll do it again. Uh, is, the, is the housekeeping. All right, folks. If you really like our show, and we hope that you do, and we love all of our listeners, so we truly appreciate you. Please share our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. You can find us on any podcatcher out there. Just drop Thirst and Goal Podcast into the search box, or you can get the RSS feed from our website. If you'd like to ask a question to be read and answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 818-350-2680. And please, please, please leave us a review if you have the time. You can follow us on Instagram at thirstand. Look for Franny and I and our later hosen this week. And you can follow us on Twitter at goalthirst. Thank you all so much. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our week five recap. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with our week five recap. All right, Ben. So our week five recap. Uh, we recapped this game last week since it was a Thursday night game and we had the podcast on Saturday. It was the Rams and the Seahawks. The Seahawks came up with that huge win, 30-29. to 29. And uh, the Rams, a uh, little bit of a trouble. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Let's move on to the next game on the docket, Ben. The Jets and the Eagles. The Eagles winning that one 31-6. to six. Yes. Were you nervous, Franny? Not really. I wasn't really nervous <laughs> about this game. I knew the Eagles would win this game. They won it handily. I just wasn't that happy with the way the offense played. Well, the defense played pretty well. We got a clip from that. Second down, 18. Good time. Great time. Look out, Spandrick. He took it away. Oh, Herman Edwards. Look at him go. Touchdown. I mean, a strip sack for a touchdown doesn't happen every day. I'm not sure if it was a la Herman Edwards. But, uh, <laughs> well, again, yeah. you know, Al Michaels. It, yeah, he's, uh, it's not that, that hard to do. That wasn't Al Michaels, but yeah. No, no, he, these <laughs> yeah. other guys. Al Michael-ish. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it, it was expected. I expected the Eagles to win this game. I expected to win them win the game easily. Uh, I think they were favored by 14 points. They definitely covered the spread. Um but, uh, you know, Carson Wentz didn't play that well. The receivers, they were all right. The defense played great, but also against a very bad Jets team. Uh, anything to add to that, Ben? I mean, yeah. I, I just hope they play better this week against Minnesota. And I think they I think they will. I mean, Carson Wentz, as you mentioned, had a pretty pedestrian day. 17 to 29, 189, 189 yards. Only, and count it, only. one TD, but no interceptions. Yeah. Howard, again, uh, did have a decent game only carried the ball 13 times came around with it came away with a touchdown uh, Miles Sanders struggled again so I hope that he'll get a bounce back yeah. uh, this next week again Zach Ertz with another touchdown of course yeah uh, but Luke Falk was no match no. for the Eagles defense 15 of 26 for 120 yards in a full game that is yeah uh, and, and, and count it zero TDs count it two <laughs> interceptions and a strip sack. And a strip Trouble. sack by Skandrick. But uh, also, I mean, the Eagles were gifted with good field position throughout the game, but they just couldn't do anything with it. I'm, uh, maybe the Jets have a good defense. I mean, they, 
Well, they just have it's, a table it's too, not but, terrible. And Mosley wasn't playing though. Yeah, I mean, Mosley was down in this in this game again. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I'm happy that the Eagles won. A win is a win, but it could have easily been you know 50 points yeah. scored if they took advantage of the field position. Next up, Ben, the Jags and the Panthers. The Panthers winning 34 to 27. Everybody's favorite teams to watch: the Jags and the Panthers. <laughs> uh, interesting game. Gardner Minshew again had a pretty good game: 26 of 44, 374 yards, and two TDs. Fournette another 100 yard, touch, or another 100 yard uh, effort with one. Touchdown in that game. DJ Clark came up with 164 yards receiving and two, two count them two TDs. Uh, pretty good game by the Panthers, who really, really are doing well in the absence of their quarterback. Finally, what do you think about that game? Man, Cam Newton, you're not coming back to play football anytime soon. If uh, if Josh Allen continues to play like this, you're not coming back. Yeah, I mean, they might of- want to trade him right now. See what they can get from him in return. Uh, there's a lot of teams <laughs> that would trade uh, for Cam Newton, and they would be wrong to do so. Kyle Allen, 17 to 30, 181 yards. Oh, it's Kyle Allen. Oh, Jesus, Josh Allen. Come talk. Different, different quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Allens in the league. Uh, McCaffrey uh, again, another uh, huge game. I mean, if anyone is talking is, about anyone else for the MVP this year so far, you are crazy carrying. if you're not talking about Christian McCaffrey. He's carrying that team. Yeah, and he was hurt this week. Yeah. I mean, marginally, but not... The guy has been amazing this entire year. 176 yards, 9.3 yards per carry, and count it! Two <laughs> touchdowns. That hurts my ears. But 176 <laughs> yards, but a, almost a 10 yard per carry average. That is... It's a good thing you mind-blowing. And he equalized this point. And he had six receptions for 61 yards yeah. and another touchdown. Yeah, the guy has been amazing. I hope he could keep it up. I mean, because he's utilized so much throughout yeah. the game. Can, can he make it 16 games playing that much? Yeah, but who would have thought that a game with Gardner Minshew starting for the Jags and Kyle Allen starting for the Carolina Panthers would be as exciting as this and yeah. would be as meaningful as this? The Jags are now 2-3. and three, Panthers are 3-2. Three and two, three and two. And we thought their season was over. Uh, when Cam went down for a long period, of, at least I did. I'm not yeah. sure if you did. Well, I mean, same thing with the Jags. We thought their season was over, too. I mean, Minshew did, obviously didn't make the comeback this week, but he's been playing well. He's yeah. been playing really good in the absence of Nick Foles. If there's going to be a trade, it might be Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Uh, I don't know if anybody would want to give Nick Foles that much money, but I mean, I'm there Somebody teams, already did? T- well, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Dan Snyder, are you know, listening? They didn't know what they had sitting on the bench there in, uh, in Jacksonville. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... As far as the Panthers uh, trading Cam Newton, they could get a lot in return for Cam Newton. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, it Nick would Foles, be a lot of teams. That'd be kind of tough. Uh, but I'd, I'd probably trade for Nick Foles before I would trade for Cam Newton. Yeah. And his and his his body's a little beat up. Yeah. Oh, these many years. <laughs> All right, what's next up? Next up, Ben, we got the Vikings and the Giants. The Vikings winning twenty eight to ten. Well, I mean, the Giants were essentially. You know, without many of their starters, they didn't have uh, Saquon Barkley. They didn't have Shepard. They didn't have uh, Ingram, and I'm leaving someone else out. They 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 were really a skeleton crew on offense. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings did what the Vikings do. I mean, what do you think about that game, Kirk Cousins? Friday? I told you, I told you, he would come back in a meaningless game. In Meaningful, meaningful Meaningless. game. I mean, against the Giants two. with a bunch of scrubs starting. The, yeah. <laughs> well, you had two of his receivers complaining. I'm sure Thielen is not complaining as much now after two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, 300 and what? 303 yards? 22 for 27, 306 yards, and 306. count them! Six. Two. 
TDs in that game. Uh, threw two touchdowns, as you mentioned, to Adam Thielen, who had 130 yards, so he's happy this week. Probably pissed off again next week. Hopefully. Uh, Stefan Diggs, the man that wants to be traded, three catches for 44 yards. Uh, yeah. Not a particularly great game against a, a fairly pedestrian defense in New York. Uh, what do you think about that game? You think uh, You think the Giants are... Worse than I predicted they would be, which was second in the NFC East, which uh, looks like a pretty poor prediction on my part. Yeah, I think they'll be third in the division. (laughs) Jones had and Jones put up a stinker again this week. Uh, Twenty-one of thirty-eight for one hundred eighty-two yards. Count it one TD and also count it one interception in Mm -hmm. that game. Uh, Leading rusher in that game had twenty. Yards. John Hillman, 20 yards, 2.2 yard per carry average. Uh, essentially, no one even scratched 100 yards receiving for the Giants. So it's going to be a long year for the G-Men. Yeah, we'll talk more about them because we had the Thursday night game, too. It was yeah. uh, the Giants and the Patriots. Next up, Falcons, Texans, Texans, 53-32. Uh, that, that blew me away. I mean, I'm not sure how you feel since I know how much you like the Atlanta Falcons. I don't uh, love the Atlanta Falcons, but they should play better. I think Dan Quinn will be getting fired pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, why? Because they have an all-star. They have an all-star. <laughs> they, they have a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, two really good receivers, a great running back, and a decent defense, and they can't seem to win a game? Nope. One game. And, but they beat the Eagles, of course. Jesus well, Christ. I still don't know how the Eagles lost that game. How but it was early. Yeah, I, it, was early. it was early. It was matter. early. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 28 of 33. 28 of 33. Yeah, he Look was at that amazing. freaking production. He was amazing. 426 yards. Five. Count them. Yeah. Five TDs. That is a pretty – and he, he spread the ball around really well in this game. When the offensive line protects him, he is damn near yeah. unstoppable. Also, Fuller with 217 yards. Oh, yeah. Count them. Three TDs. I mean, what an amazing game from Will Fuller. Yeah. And I dropped him from my fantasy team earlier on the year because he you did? sucked. He wasn't that bad. I think somebody else picked him up now. And you beat me this week in fantasy, ben, I did, by the but way. But it wasn't by much. It wasn't by much because our teams are both pretty terrible. Um, but uh, no, but the Texans, though, they are very inconsistent. Yeah. You know, the, the Tennessee Titans are very inconsistent. Jacksonville Jaguars are very inconsistent. But, I mean, at least the Texans are keeping their head above water at 3-2. They are. They are. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're beloved, Matt Ryan. <laughs> a 32 of 46. Didn't have a, didn't have a terrible Not day. Not a bad game, 32 no. of 46, 330 yards, three TDs. Count it, one interception. Uh, but Freeman continues to stink it up this mm-hmm. year. 2.7 yards no t- or 2.7 yards per carry on, on 11 carries, no TDs. Calvin Ridley had a touchdown, uh, but there really wasn't much else to talk about in that game. Deshaun Watson. He was the he, he was the talk of that game. I mean, sure. I think he's the real deal. I mean, yeah. he, I think he's as in that second in that second tier of quarterbacks below the Brady's and yeah. the, and the um, uh, and the Rodgers. I think <laughs> I think I would put Watson at the top yeah, of that second tier of quarterbacks right now. And it's and it's it's when they really when they have it when it's cooking down there, they could beat anybody. Yeah. They could beat the Patriots. They could beat the Packers. They could beat the Rams. They could beat the Seahawks. Maybe a better, maybe coach. not the Eagles. Maybe, but maybe better than uh, you know if they had somebody better than Bill O'Brien over there. I mean, you know, they, they they might be able to do some damage. That's true. It looks like a genius this year. <laughs> well, three. Well, and they're two. three and two, yeah. and they've been very inconsistent. Next up, Ben. Buccaneers, Saints, 31-24, Saints. I mean, you were mentioning this before the show. I mean, the Buc- talk about inconsistent. The yeah. Buccaneers yeah. blow out the Rams, mm-hmm. and they come back and lose to the breezeless yep. uh, New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, 
fairly pedestrian day. 15 to 27, 204 yards and two. Count them two TDs. Uh, not much to speak of on the you know for the in the ground game for Tampa Bay. Uh, one touchdown came uh, on the uh, through the hands of Peyton Barber. Uh, Chris Goodwin had a Godwin had a pretty good day. Yeah, uh, 125 yards on seven catches and two count them two touchdowns. Uh, but not much else to speak of for the Bucks. The Saints, as you were actually again mentioning before the game, looked like Sean Payton has really put it together there with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, threw the ball 34 times, 26 connections, 314 yards, four TDs, and one interception. What do you think about Sean Payton and his reworking of the Saints' offense and Amazing. defense? Amazing. He's been doing a great job ever since Breeze has gone out. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he finally had a good game. The last two games, he hasn't been that great. The defense has kept him afloat, and the defense, I'm mean, really, uh, yeah, Cameron Jordan, really impressed by the Saints' defense. Yeah, I mean, and people were they were criticizing them for spending as much money as they did, mm-hmm. you know, paying uh, Cameron Jordan, bringing in Eli Apple from the Giants, giving away yeah. some some assets uh, and draft picks for that trade. I'm I'm shocked. I mean, who would have thought that the Saints would be four and one after three games without Drew Brees? I mean, yeah. it's pretty. Or is it four games without Brees? Did he play two games or he played just the first game? Was it one and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. I am. I mean, and the Saints look like the class of that division. Yeah, they do. By a long way, they're playing consistently. They look like one of the classes of the NFC. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. They, they, they look, they look, they good. look pretty they dangerous. Look good. And when Breeze returns in, what, a couple of weeks, two to three weeks, he should be back, that offense will be clicking on all cylinders. But, Bridgewater looked great this week, don't get me wrong. But when Breeze comes back, it's going to be even better. And even Kamara didn't have a great game. Yeah. Kamara did not have a good yeah. game. 16, 16 carries for 62 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. Not a particularly good game. But much like in past years, Sean Payton will do his best Dave Roberts impersonation when the playoffs come around and figure out a way to blow it. Or the referees might find a way to blow it. Oh, next God. up. You are never going to drop that. <laughs> next up, we have the Bills and the Titans. The Bills scoring, uh, well, a very Bills scoreline this year. It seems 14-7. Yeah. to seven, Looks like They the, won. The Yankee score from the yeah. other night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Bills, you know, their defense is amazing. Josh Allen, 23 of 32, 219 yards. Count them, two TDs and one interception. Frank Gore continues to get it done on the ground. 14 Carry 60 yards. Uh, only touchdown in the game on offense, I believe, was Dequeel Williams' reception from Josh Allen. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing uh, win for the Bills. Uh, 14 to seven over an inconsistent Tennessee Titans game uh, team. But but this defense in Buffalo, mm-hmm. I'd look out in They're two weeks when you guys play them. Four, it's pretty amazing. Four and one right now. I mean, I would love to see this team in the playoffs. You know, I mean, I. Th- I mean, the NFC North being as bad as it is is probably only going to send uh, going to send one team mm-hmm. to the playoffs. So I, yeah. I think I think the card. East could send two. Yeah, well, at least that was wild card. I think the Bills yeah. can can kind of make it in there. Um, but the Titans again inconsistent. What did Mariota have? I did. What are his stats oh, in that my game? Goodness, this guy. I mean, he he he's last he, week he was great. This week it's not like so much. someone who uh, with a sort of a bipolar personality. This guy, thirteen of twenty two, one hundred eighty three yards. Yeah, no TDs. Count them. No interceptions. At least no interceptions. Uh, Marietta is very, very good at keeping the ball uh, away from the other team. He has that one one good quality about him. He does not turn the ball over very often. But Derrick Henry, 20 yards, seven or 20 carries, 78 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. One TD in the game. The only TD for the Titans. What do you think about uh, the Titans' chances at 2-3 and three of doing anything this year after this inconsistent start and beating, I think, the Colts? 
earlier in the year looking really good. Yeah. And then I, they put I, another stinker on the board. Yeah, no, I, th- I think the, the Titans might end up third in that division, um, especially with that huge win, you know, for uh, for Indianapolis, which we'll talk about. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be Texans at the top, Indianapolis second, Titans third. Yeah, and after you know, and after one of their wins earlier in the year, I thought okay, you yeah. know, I thought for sure Texans division to take, uh, but and then Titans played Every, pretty well. I thought all, okay, all well, maybe teams. the Titans will give a, you know make a run at this. Yeah, I mean all the teams in that division. See, every week it seems like they're trying to give it away to the other team right below them. Yeah, well, this should it should be a fun finish. Last year I yeah. think it was winning in between yeah. the Titans yeah. and the Colts. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll come down to another fun game like that between maybe the Texans and the and the Colts. Yeah, well that's what it's looking like right now. And next game, Ben. Ugh. Yeah, a pretty bad game. It's the Cardinals and the Bengals. Cardinals winning it 26-23. I predicted the Bengals would win. They lost. Well, I predicted that the Cardinals <laughs> would win. It was I think this might have been one of my best bets last week. Um yeah, I mean it's it's somebody had to win, so somebody had to get a number, a squiggly number on the left side of the column. Neither team had a win coming into this game. Uh, Cardinals come away with it. Bengals 0 oh, and 5. Cardinals 1, 3 and 1. God, that is an ugly <laughs> looking line for the Cardinals. But Kyler Murray, 20 of 32, 253 yards. Count it, zero TDs. Count it, zero <laughs> INTs. Uh, you know, not a particularly great game by the Cardinals, but they got it done. Uh, Kyler Murray carried the ball 10 times for 93 yards and a touchdown. Chase Edmonds, uh, another added 68 yards. And a touchdown, and the Bengals again stunk it up with Andy Dalton, front his beloved, not having a terrible game. Twenty-seven, thirty-eight, two hundred sixty-two yards. My starting QB against you, Ben, in fantasy. Well, that is probably why you lost. <laughs> uh, well, no, I lost because Mike Evans can't get a fucking catch for the Buccaneers. Well, he can't. You know, he is in the top Jeez. echelon of receivers. He can't do it every week. Yeah, you should be able to do it every single week, you no matter an, who can, the cornerback is over there. If you're Mike Evans. You should be able to get big yardage or at least a touchdown. I don't disagree with that, uh, but Winston is a little inconsistent, uh, and Arians is not particularly. Uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily throw the ball uh, to guys simply so he can get them yards. But I mean, it was a, it was a win for the yeah. Cardinals. I give them a credit. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I mean, he came back at the end, and and uh, you know. He won it for them. They definitely have a brighter future than the Bengals. They definitely do. They definitely do. Next up, Ben. Ugh. Patriots, Redskins. Patriots struggled in the beginning. It looked like it was going to be a close game. It was yeah, 7-7 Brady had a for pretty a rough game. But, uh, you know, the, the Patriots, they pulled it off. Was there ever any doubt? No, there was not ever uh, any doubt. Brady, 28 of 42, 348 yards, three. Count them three t- TDs, one interception. Uh, spread the ball around on the ground and in the air. Michelle White and Bolden all carried the ball. Uh, nearly double digits, 16, 6, and 5 for the carries there. Uh, Julian Edelman again has a great game. Eight receptions, 110 yards, and a TD. Uh, Ryan Izzo, who no one has ever heard of, uh, at least before this year, uh, adds a touchdown. And Brandon Bolden, another fo- person who you, whose name you would not expect to see with a touchdown in the touchdown column there, uh, added a touchdown. And Jason McCourty on defense puts up a big TD for the Pats. And again, they blow out. The Redskins. You gotta love what's going on in Washington. We talked about it a little yeah, bit earlier, yeah. but it, it really helps the Eagles, I think, to well, have two teams in that division that are struggling a little bit. One terrible, one, one not, not so good. So good. <laughs> Next up, Ben, the Ravens and the Steelers. 
Oh, I think I could sum that game up in one soundbite. Shotgun. Hodges. Hits his man. Juju Smith shoots to the ball, got lodged loose. Fight for it. The Ravens have it with Marlon Humphrey. Juju Smith-Schuster fumbles the ball in overtime after Mike Tomlin had, in fact, deferred. Uh, the Steelers won the toss, and Mike Tomlin smartly deferred, seeing that his return game, which is, let's be honest here, folks, the return team is terrible, and it's been terrible for years, so it's all well and good for Mike Tomlin to stand up at the podium and say, did you see the return game? Did you see how terrible we are? <laughs> It's been that way for a number of years now. This is on you. This is on Danny Smith. The reason that you can't get the ball past the 10-yard line did have something to do with Justin Tucker, but it also had something to do with um, with the fact that you have not done anything uh, to make Danny Smith more accountable for what he does in the return game. And the fact that Ryan Switzer remains on an NFL roster is inexcusable. Uh, Eli Rogers is out there. Terrell Edmonds uh, could do a better job returning balls uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had done it in college as well. The fact that Ryan Switzer, who cannot move laterally or forward <laughs> or backwards at any at any rate of speed and is unable to shake off even a, a defender that is half his size without immediately bringing him to the ground is an embarrassment. And there has got to be something that can be done with the Steelers' return game. But the defense did their job. They gave the ball back to the Steelers' offense. Delvin Hodges... You know, he did play well. He did play well. Uh, and Franny was mentioning earlier the Steelers probably could have won that game. So it wasn't as bad as I'm making it sound. It was but Juju game. fumbled the ball last year, mm-hmm. cost us the game against the Saints, fumbled it again this year, uh, which was the difference between two and three and one and four, and it really put us in a hole. Yeah. Franny, what do you think? Uh, well, we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, you know, this was a huge game for the Steelers. I mean, not 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 so much for the Ravens. You know, home game for the Steelers. And I mean, there's still a chance, Ben. There's still there's still a chance, as negative as you're being. There's still there's still that chance that the the, the Steelers can possibly win this division. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hodges was, seven and, seven of nine Rudolph, for sixty eight yards. He'll be back. Rudolph will be back. He will. Uh, maybe not this weekend. Right? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Hodges, Hodges yeah. is going to start this weekend. Next weekend. Um, Devlin. But, Sorry, I keep calling him Delvin. It's yeah. Devlin. <laughs> I apologize to the duck. <laughs> but no, it was it was a, it was a, it was a tough loss for the Steelers. Ben. Yeah, and Jackson, nineteen of twenty-eight, one hundred sixty-one yards. Count it one touchdown, but also counted three interceptions, mm. which was the talk last year. If the Steelers could only win the turnover battle and be and they plus. Plus, in the turnover ratio this year, yeah. and in the top ten or five in the league, they would be going places. They are killing it. Yeah, the defense against is the turning Niners. the ball over. One five interception or five turnover game. One three right. interception, three turnover game, uh, and they still can't win. Yeah, I, I, well, that you know, it's partly due to you know Roethlisberger not being out there too. Who knows what? How, what I wish what you. I wish you were this con- 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 contemplative, and like. Even-handed and level-headed. I'm when you're trying. talking about the Eagles, yeah, it's not easy. Your Eagles I'm, I'm, is like fucking suck. Fuck, I hope they get hurt. Take them out on a stretcher. Not that bad. Aguilar should have been in the burning building. Maybe. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's my team. I I am very critical of the way the Eagles play and all of their players. Yes, extremely. Yes, extremely is a a little more accurate, I think, there. Next up, Ben, we have the Raiders and the Bears in London. Gotta the Raiders. Love it. 
pulling it off in the end. And who picked they the took Raiders? an early lead, fell behind, and won it in the end, 24-21. Yeah, I mean, I think someone at this table picked the Raiders. Someone picked Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they were pretty close. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty close. Uh, Chase Daniel... Uh, you know they didn't have their starting quarterback. You know I don't know if that makes much of a difference when where Chicago is concerned. But Daniel, twenty-two of thirty, two hundred thirty-one yards, two touchdowns. Count them. Two interceptions. Uh, David Montgomery again uh, with a pedestrian uh, showing. Tariq Cohen, not much to speak of there. But Allen Robinson did have uh, almost a hundred yards and two touchdowns. But Derek Carr and the Raiders playing better than anyone expected, sitting at three and two. Carr, 25 of 32, 229 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But Joshua Jacobs pounded the rock for 123 yards, two touchdowns. Andre Washington added another touchdown. Pounded the rock. He pounded the rock (laughs) all game long. Uh, 26 carries for Josh Jacobs. Really, really good game uh, for Jacobs. If they could continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also had a defensive touchdown as well. Uh, if Jacobs and Carr could continue to do this, this is a recipe for success. And yeah. they could and it wouldn't even be this close. It wouldn't have been this close if not for that handoff that uh that the Raiders completely just fucked up. I mean uh, yeah. he, uh, they could have lost the game. Yeah, they should have lost the game. They, they they probably should have. Um but yeah Carr I think he threw it back to Montgomery and the ball went back maybe fifteen yards yeah. or so and yeah. you know the Bears picked it up and that was their first score of the game. So if if that didn't happen, it would not have even been that close twenty four twenty one. They wouldn't yeah. have not they wouldn't have to have come back at the end to win and you know the, with the Bears, their defense, you wouldn't expect the Raiders to actually move the ball down the field. I think it was uh it was almost 90 yards or so? Yeah, give or yeah. take, yeah. yeah. So it was pretty impressive by the Raiders, and, and we should probably give them more credit. You know, a few weeks ago, we thought the Raiders were dead in the water, yeah. but they look uh, pretty good. looks like Rudin, unlike his brother, is finding some success. And I think he is. I mean, he jettisoned a lot of the dead weight they had over there. Well, or problematic well, yeah. <laughs> weight that they had over there. I mean, Denver sitting at 1-4, and four, Chargers sitting at 2-3, and three, and yeah. the Raiders sitting up there. At three and two, shockingly enough, mm-hmm. Chiefs with a Mahomes injury mm-hmm. could open the door for the Raiders and my dark horse early season, early well preseason wager on the Raiders to win that division. Yeah, you also said a lot of good things about the Jets too. I did, I did, but I didn't <laughs> bet on the Jets. I didn't bet on the Jets. I did bet on the Raiders though. Next up, Ben, the Ick. Broncos and the Chargers, the Raiders division there, and what what what. What a weird game. Flacco. Flacco. <laughs> you know, the Broncos finally get their first win of the season, and I don't I don't know what to expect from the Chargers now anymore. I mean, you know, when we have our, our week six predictions, I mean, the Chargers that are... Please be bad again next week. That's all I can ask. <laughs> please, please be bad tomorrow. Be as bad. Tomorrow night under the bright lights. As you were against them. At, you know, pay your bills on time arena or whatever <laughs> the name of that place is. There are a lot of Broncos fans in L.A. Oh, for they sure. Were, they for were sure. definitely heard at the stadium. Yeah, I mean, the fanny pack gets a win. Uh, Joe Flacco had a terrible uh, game, 14 of 20 for 182 yards and one TD. And count it, one interception, but they still eke out the win. Yeah. The win. Uh, Philip Lindsay added a touchdown and 114 yards in this effort. But a uh, snooze fest. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I really didn't every, watch I mean, Chargers, the Chargers could win 55 to, 55 to 51, and I'd still be uh, bored, I think. Yeah, I think Watching so. Watching a Charger game, yeah. I feel like I just... I just can't get over oh, that. They score 100 points? Yeah. Oh. I never didn't notice. Can't get over the sidearm. Still can't get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, Rivers, I think, you know, uh, 32 of 48, 211 yards, and do count them two touch, or, uh, interceptions in that game. Uh, nothing to speak of on the ground. Melvin, I want a new contract. Gordon puts up a 
huge 31-yard effort, 2.6 yards per carry from the stud who wants more money. Uh, nobody, uh, nobody scored a touchdown on the ground. Uh, obviously, Rivers did not pass for a touchdown either. They did have a, a defensive touchdown from Kazir White. But what a snooze fest. What mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers after, I think they finished 12-4 and four last year. Uh, or everybody 11-5. and five. They, they, I mean, they had a, they had a pretty good uh, a record uh, last year. But uh, I, just, I just hate the fact that, you know, there are not too many Chargers fans here in L.A., but their games still air on CBS, and nobody gives a shit. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> it's the sound of Friday's wallet opening to order NFL Sunday tickets. <laughs> I, I, well, not going to happen. Uh, not this year. <sighs> not this the, year. The moths are flying but out. But still, though, still though, <laughs> there, there are no Chargers fans here in no, L.A. No, no, no. My neighbor, I think he might be the only one. I, I probably, within like a five-mile radius, he might be the only guy. And he wears his hat. I mean, he's you know he supports the team every Sunday. I give him credit. Uh, and they usually have a decent squad. They just can't seem to get over the hump in their games. If are they can so, win it, why are they so boring? Yeah, if to they can win it with North Turner back in the day, they're not going to win it now. But weren't, I mean, they, I mean, I feel like they haven't been exciting to watch since Kellen Winslow retired. I don't think they were I mean, ever I just, exciting ever. Back with Fouts and Winslow and that team, they had some really really exciting games. They played in overtime. Either overtime win and get in game or an overtime playoff game with Fouts. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos was really fun. Broncos used to be exciting, but yeah, you know, even them too. I mean, it, it, the last few years they've been pretty terrible. And then, I mean, they did win a Super Bowl, but even that team with Peyton Manning in his final years, yeah, they, yeah. they weren't they were really difficult to watch. Maybe too. firing your first year or second year head coach there last year was not. <laughs> maybe the head coach wasn't the problem. Yeah, but a, a snooze fest. I mean, we weren't really excited about that game. I, I I only saw the replays of that game. I didn't really pay any attention to that whatsoever. No, me neither. And next up, a game that I did pay attention to, the Packers and the Cowboys. The Packers winning 34-24. Oh, they, very interesting game. They demolished the Cowboys at home. It wasn't even that close. 34-24 does not do the game or the Packers justice. No, the Packers rolled on them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 22-34, 238 yards. But more importantly, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Let's get a little audio for Mr. Jones. Jones is going to reach and get it, his fourth of the game, to tie a Packer franchise record. Yeah, Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. Brady put up the four fingers for Aaron Jones after he rushed that ball in from, I think, the one-yard line to put put him up uh, or to get his fourth touchdown. Uh, They demolished the Cowboys, and that had to be music to your eyes. Oh, loved it to my ears and to my eyes. (laughs) I was trying to figure, what can I put in the eyes? I'm not sure. uh, Happiness, flowers, sunshine, sunshine in the eyes. It was all of those things, Ben. It was all of those things. I mean, I thought this game would be a lot closer. You know, the Cowboys started the season 3-0. and They played some terrible teams, but then they... You know, ran up against uh, you know one of the top teams in the NFC and the Saints, and now the Packers. They lose those two games, two in a row. Now they're sitting at the same record as the Eagles. They're in second place in the NFC East. I am excited. It's beautiful. And you know, what? I'm going to take a fucking shot. All right, we're going to do a shot, everybody. Fuck the Cowboys. Oh, Eagles right. in first uh, place. We have uh, a new shot now. We have uh, Jim Beam Jim Fire. Beam Fire. We've uh, retired the Schlievowitz at least for the time being because it was. Uh, leading to some slurred speech at the end <laughs> of the show. But if you hold tight, everybody, we're going to grab a shot. We're going to do it in honor of the Cowboys losing and, losing and Frane saying horrible, horrible things about Jerry Jones and his beloved Cowboys. Hold tight, everybody. 
All right, Ben, and we are back. I have some shots on the table. Yes, indeed. Beam fire. We were on the Jack fire for quite a few weeks, and also the Shiovitsa. Uh, and per our agreement, if uh, if I say anything negative about the Cowboys, if you say anything negative about Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell or anybody in your division, we take a shot. And so we're taking a shot because I just said fuck the Cowboys. So I'm excited that they lost to the Packers. Cheers, Ben. Here we go. And Friday's favorite. I love that sound effect. Mm. Cheers. Ah, a little spicier than the other. It is. A little bit. A little bit. I like it. I do like that. All right, Friday. Sweeter. What game do we have up next? Next up, Ben. We have the Colts and the Chiefs. What uh, a game that was. Yeah, I mean, it was too bad that it finished the way it did. I mean, because obviously, uh, you know, as a Steeler fan, I want the Chiefs to lose. Uh, actually, they did lose this game. Uh, to lose every single week, if possible. Uh, but yeah, so the Colts, uh, Jacoby Brissett, 18 for 29, 151 yards. Count it, one touchdown. Uh, Jacoby Brissett also added a touchdown on the ground. Mahomes, 22 of 39, 328 yards and 321 yards. And count it. One telev- one touchdown. Sorry, I'm salivating from that <laughs> Jim Beam shot. It's good. But a beautiful ending to this game. I'm sorry, I was thinking of another game. Uh, Chiefs go down on a hobbled, hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Could not move out of the pocket. It mm-hmm. did look pretty pedestrian when he could not move laterally in the pocket. What say you about no, you're, Colts, you're, Chiefs? You're, you're definitely right about that, Ben. I mean, early on the game, he looked like Mahomes usually looks like. But after that injury... Um, after his lineman stepped on his ankle, he just didn't look the same, and the Chiefs did not look the same. But give the Indianapolis Colts some credit. After looking terrible against the Raiders the week before, they came back. They come back and they win this game in Kansas City at no less at Arrowhead. Yes, yes, one of the loudest stadiums yeah. in the league. They win this one in. Man, that's that is huge in that division, especially since it seems like every single week one team in that division is just trying to give it away yeah. to their team. I mean, Colts sitting at three and two, Chiefs now at four and one, and look, you know, pretty beatable mm-hmm. when Mahomes is not able to move out of the pocket. So that's the goal. Yeah, I just mean, just injure Mahomes, I guess, right? Or figure out a way to keep him in that pocket. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I am confident that uh, that if if Patrick Mahomes were to have to turn himself into a pocket passer that he would be able to do so, but I'm not sure that he can do so on the fly in the middle of the season. But he was floating outside the pocket and just throwing dimes down the field earlier mm-hmm. in that game. But when he was hobbled and left uh, sitting in the pocket, essentially moving uh, forwards and back and not as much laterally, he wasn't able to really plant on that foot. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked pretty average. Yeah. I mean, Damian Williams didn't help him at all with nine carries uh, for 23 yards, and Patrick uh, Mahomes was able to run earlier in that game. Uh, he had three rushes for 17 yards, but the only receiving touchdown in that game was to Byron Pringle, who had 103 yards, but Hardman only 79 yards, and Frane is to Marcus Robinson. On, I think you have him on your fantasy team. He's on my fantasy team. Only uh, Kelly one. 30. He's had two good te- yeah. two two good games this year. One of them was before I picked him up, and the second one was after I picked him up. And ever ever since then, he's been pretty terrible. But I mean, this this is good. I think this is good news for the AFC. I mean, not that yeah. you want to see anyone get hurt. No, no. I mean, he's he's, but, he's but not, his, Mahomes will be fine. Mahomes the way he will was be limping. Fine. What, what, the way he was limping off the field after he got hit. 
uh, after his lineman stepped on his yeah. his ankle. Look, yeah. it looked like don't more get me wrong. A, don't get us wrong. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes. Ben, not as much. Ben's a hater. I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm just not a lover. But uh, no, Mahomes has been great, and, and it's it's pretty impressive that the Colts hold held the Chiefs to 13, 13 points. points, which is uh, pff, almost the first time I think in in Mahomes' career that he hasn't scored twenty five points or more in a game. Yeah. I think I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. So that that is pretty impressive by the Colts. Yeah, kudos and the, to and them. the Chiefs. You know, nobody nobody expected that. And now they got to play the Texans, the Broncos, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Titans. And this really fucks up parlays. This is why parlays well, are so difficult. This nobody is why if you only this. choose favorites in your parlays. Yeah. They are difficult. Any, oh, yeah. If anyone, uh, if everyone just chose favorites and if all the favorites won, but the Chiefs parlays huge, would be easy. Huge favorites. Huge favorites in this game, man. I was shocked watching this game. Brissett, like, Brissett's a real deal. I mean, he was he. I mean, he doesn't put up yeah. huge numbers, but he gets the team yeah. you called in it, a position ben. to win. You called it. Wait, did I call? Did I pick the? Did I pick the? Colts? No, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't no, not this game. Oh. But you said it, it, it was a good move by the Colts to sign. Brissett oh hell yes, hell to yes. Two years, thirty million. So he's making fifteen million dollars a year now. And, and luck's if gone. my math is right, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, then we we definitely don't need to do any more shots. If we can't divide thirty, 30 by thirty by two. <laughs> But uh, no, a great move by the Colts because he he's been solid. He's been very consistent through all the games. He's not amazing, but he's not turning the ball over. He's not throwing it away to the other team. But he he's just a solid uh, quarterback. He's basically a solid backup who's playing like a starter right now. Yeah, and he, and he's not he's not making those huge, you know, costly mistakes in a game. Yeah, I mean, very very interesting year. You got Kyle Allen down. In Carolina, you have Gardner Minshew. In Jacksonville, you have Jacoby Brissett filling in admirably for uh, Andrew Luck. There are a lot of quarterbacks that went down this year. Daniel Jones, who played yeah. well at least for a week or two. Mason Rudolph wasn't playing terrible for Kyle the Steelers. Just all of Kyle the players Allen? around. Kyle Allen, yeah. Too? yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, but but Jacoby Brissett, he's he's not a rookie. He's been in the year. I mean, in the in the league for quite a few years now. Um, but but filling I, in I did admirably. Not expect him. Teddy Bridgewater playing well. Did not expect him to play this well for the Colts, yeah, especially I mean, after beating the Chiefs. That's a yeah, that could really that, get your engine running for the weeks oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, impressive, very impressive, and another impressive performance. Our last game of Week Five: the 49ers against the Browns. The 49ers they look them. like a good team. It's unfortunate for the Seahawks. Yeah, the also- sun is not here. That's her team, but the Niners are very impressive. Their defense, Bosa. That guy is a baller. Yeah, I mean, he might be the best defensive lineman uh, next to Aaron Donald in the league right now, mm-hmm. and he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is his first season, and he is balling. I mean, he is scaring the hell out of offensive uh, offensive coordinators and offensive linemen right now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I give I give them a lot of credit. Uh, Faker Mayfield, <laughs> six of twenty two for one hundred even yards and two count them two interceptions in the game. Chubb. 5.4 yards per carry on 16 carries for 87 yards. Beckham, uh, two carries for 15 yards and only 27 receiving yards. They get their ass beat by Frane's beloved. They're not my beloved. Beloved Jimmy Garoppolo. You love Jimmy Garoppolo. Anyone that, anyone that listens to this podcast. When? Since when? All the way through last year's podcast, but this he was season's injured, podcast. He was injured last year. He was injured last year. I am just impressed by the 49ers' defense. Their defense, uh, their defense is for real. They're, they're, it looks Harbaugh-ish. Yeah. When, when they were going, when they, went to, when they went to the Super Bowl, when they lost to the Giants, even in the NFC Championship game, their defense looks like that yeah. defense. 
And that was the defense. I mean, that was probably the most structurally, fundamentally sound defense I've ever uh. seen. I don't recall seeing uh, a missed miss tackle, tackle on that defense the entire – well, at least the games that, that I watched. I don't recall seeing a single missed tackle on that team. And that looks like a really, really well-run Shanahan yeah. team right now. I mean, uh, Garoppolo, 20 of 29, 181 yards, and two, count them, two touchdowns. Spread the ball around. Brita again with a touchdown. Tevin Coleman with a touchdown. George Kittle with a touchdown. Matt Brita with a perceiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, really played well. And the I mean, this is music to my ears. Yeah. But the Cleveland Browns are imploding before our very eyes. But they, they are looked two and so three. good. They looked so good the week before against the Ravens. And so, you know, we expected the this Ravens to be defense is terrible. A lot closer than it was. The Ravens defense, that's something that's that, going that, under that, the radar. They're terrible. That is true. They're not they're not very good. But still though, thirty one to three. Yeah. Thirty one three. I was watching the game and I thought, why am I watching this game? Why can't I, I mean, I was Sonya just, was out of town? I was like, I could go to bed, I could get a good night's sleep, <laughs> but I'm, I couldn't I couldn't watching it's, Baker Mayfield it's implode. Because they were was, still working on the bathroom. Yeah, that, that's oh, why. actually yeah. Monday they were here until <laughs> about uh yeah, until about ten. So that's that's probably why. Yeah, they're that's not gonna why. we live we're in in the San Fernando Valley folks, which if you're familiar with Los Angeles is not the most affluent area <laughs> of Los Angeles city proper. Uh and my contractor had jobs in Manhattan Beach, Westwood and south of the boulevard and Encino, and I have a sneaking suspicion that they were not working at those houses until 11 o'clock at night, but yeah. probably were there during the day and sent the crew here at the evening Until hour. Ben's tirade. Until I lost, <laughs> until I was spittle coming out of my mouth, walking down uh, near my office in downtown Los Angeles. I don't think I've ever screamed that loudly at another human being uh, in my uh, life, but an hour later they were here and they finished the job. That's so how you have it's to unfortunate. Business. You have to handle business just like the 49ers handled their business and Bosa, what a pickup for the Niners. They look and like I didn't, f- and I wasn't. Imp- I mean, when I picked him, I thought, well, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you're picking him. You know, he obviously played really, really well yeah. in college, but but you know, his brother. You know, you, usually you don't recreate. Uh, yeah. But T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, yeah. uh, now Joey and Nick Bosa both playing really well. His The younger brother probably better than the older brother. But there's a reason they're 4-0. They look like an impressive team. Uh, the Seahawks should worry just a bit. And this week, we'll talk about in week six, Niners and Rams. That game will be very interesting. Wait, did we skip over the Seahawks? Did I miss the Seahawks game in there? Oh, we didn't no, talk we, about we did, we did talk about Seahawks last week, the, uh, the Rams and the Seahawks. We did talk about that. Oh, that's because right. Because we right. were, yeah. So we did talk about that game last week. Also, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, a very impressive uh, win. Huge win. Huge win for the Seahawks, uh, which puts the Rams in uh, a little bit of a hole now because they have to go and play the Niners, and the Niners, all of a sudden... That's going to be a fun game. uh, It really will be. I mean, McVay versus Shanahan, Garoppolo versus Goff, Cup versus their receivers. I mean, it it could be a really interesting game. Uh, Donald and uh, Bosa. I mean, that's a pretty stack. I mean, if if... the uh, the San Francisco 49ers could continue to play the way they are. I mean, that, that stacks up to be potentially the best division in the league with the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers all playing well in that division. That yeah. could be the best division it's be fun to watch. in football, whereas the NFC East used to be the best <laughs> division. It hasn't been for a while. Not in a while, but the it used NFC, to be a really competitive division. The NFC Beast for a while. Now it's the NFC Least. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. What's next up, Friday? Next up, Boone, is our shout-outs oh, to the our— Giants-Patriots. 
Did we oh yeah, you know we didn't talk about that. That was also that was a Thursday night game. I didn't go that far down on this my. This is phone. why the NFL should not have Thursday night games. Yeah, because not much. No to one say. gives two shits about the Thursday night games unless it's yeah. Seahawks Rams. Not much to say about this game. Um, you know the Patriots started slow again, like they did yeah. against the Redskins, but then they ended up blowing the Giants out, thirty-five to fourteen. Yeah, Brady did again. Didn't have a great game, no, but not great. You know they, they win the game. He looks. He's showing his age. No. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Giants fans, and I, I definitely overestimated your competence this season. Although you had nobody, you know, had nobody playing in this game. I think I misspoke earlier. It was this game that the Giants were extremely shorthanded, but yeah. Patriots win, Giants lose. Even, no surprise even if there. They were you know at full strength. Uh, the Patriots are just too much for them to handle right now. Oh, for any team, any team actually, their defense. I yeah. mean, the Patriots, the Patriots with an off- yeah. with an awesome defense. That that's almost we, we've unfair. been talking about the Saints, but. The Patriots, their defense is, I would say, tops in the league right now. And it's almost unfair. It is. And when the it's, Patriots it's, have a defense like it that, is, it's just sad. It's just not fair. Jesus Christ. It, it, Can we just, like, it's been 20 years, man. Yeah, Somebody yeah, figured yeah. it out. Let's beat these guys. There's got to be. Jeez. I mean, is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Six I mean, that that, that that question will be asked probably for, for decades uh, because they'll probably both leave the team at the same time. Yeah. Next up on the big board, Ben, or unless there's something else you want to no, talk about. No, I do not. Next up on the big board, our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. Yes, we have a couple repeat shout-outs this week to all of our independent NFL and bourbon and drinking podcasts out there. We really, really appreciate all of you. We're all trying to break in and get uh, a wider Audience, uh, you know, NFL around the NFL podcast went to London this week and they had a huge, huge audience for what is a particularly not a particularly entertaining show, but a family friendly and very boring show. Uh, But we're trying to break into that to that sphere somehow. And we appreciate all of you for doing the same. So the first shout out, shout out to the NFL Scotland podcast broadcasters, Paul Mitchell and Cameron Hobbs are joined by a guest every single week to discuss all things NFL. But from a Scottish point of view, this is truly, truly, truly a great show covering all things NFL from a different point of view from across the pond. They were, in fact, at, I think, at least two of the games in London thus far. And it's really, really interesting to listen to their takes. They are very, very excited. They they really soak in all of the sights and the sounds and the experiences of going to an NFL game, something I think that the fans here in the United States take for granted a little bit. I mean, these guys get to the game early. They watch the warm-ups. They get every tour that they can possibly get, and they spend a lot of money uh, over there to get to these games. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes. You can also follow them on Twitter at Scotland NFL. And guys, I am still waiting for that Harris gin. You guys promised me to figure out a way to get that Harris gin over to the United States. So please, 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 if you can figure it out, let me know. Uh, I feel a little illegal. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. There's got to be a way. I, I mean, I guess you could mail it. Well, I mean, we have scotch on the table somehow. We they do, get, they have do your get Islay scotch. Yes, they get, they get the scotch over uh, somehow on a ship, on a boat, on a plane, parachute. Balloon, just don't go into a balloon in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico in the recent week because they were crump falling out of the sky like rocks this past weekend. Hear about that. It was pretty It was pretty strange. I mean, they, were, they lost like six or seven balloons. Are Somebody running into power lines, falling Jesus out of the Christ. sky, falling into trees. Is everybody okay? I think for the most part, but oh, there, I don't scary. know, there, was a, there weren't Jeez. any deaths, but it was, uh, it was a windy day and they, those, those, 
those balloons were. I, was, I wouldn't do that. I would look it up. It was <laughs> it, it was uh, it was interesting because I know a guy that the uh, guy at my barbershop actually took his uh, took his family out there, and I'm interested to hear about that uh, on Monday when I go for a haircut. Uh, you heard us good. Yes, thank you. It looks good. Huh? I said yes, like I like. Uh, yes. yes, I look <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, you know, I don't take compliments well. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, thank you. All right, I another. Didn't I didn't notice, another, but you're pointing it out now. Another, another shout out <laughs> uh, to a podcast from across the pond. Shout out to the UK Steelers podcast. Steeler fans in the house in the United Kingdom. A trio of a trio of handsome young Brits talk all things. This is coming off like uh, not the, I, I the, this segment's not you're. Judging this them. is a, yeah. <laughs> a trio of handsome young Brits talk all things Steelers each and every week, all through the season and into the offseason. It's the place to be for your Steelers chatter with a touch of festivity and frivolity, much like our show. This is a new show, so give them, give them, give them some support. A nice accent, too, I'm sure. Yeah, they yeah. do. I love. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, I listen to a lot of podcasts you do from, from, uh, yeah, across the from Scotland, from, from the UK, because I really... Uh, I hear the same, you know, you hear the same thing on all the podcasts over here on ESPN and NFL Network. You yeah. sort of hear the same stuff. It's really interesting to hear how hear excited they are about point it. Point of view, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like someone over here watching, uh, you know, going over to, Premier League or something. to the Premier League and seeing a game yeah. for the first time, like a huge Premier League fan. Like, yeah. that's how they that's how they experience it. Uh-huh. And it, it's just, it's really entertaining and, and eye-opening. Uh, you can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes. Or you can follow them on Twitter. At UK Steelers Pod. Another great podcast. They're new, so please, please, please give them a listen. Thank you all. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our week six picks. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with all of our picks for week six. Can you believe it's week six already? I cannot. Remember when we were sitting here freezing in, in the middle of winter? In the middle of winter, <laughs> uh, you know, March, April, May, June, July, doing the podcast, thinking, when will it start? When will it start? And it's Even here. though we had a lot of really great shows it's, uh, <laughs> during that time period because we were able to talk about all sorts of obscure shit. But we, we didn't know, you know, how we, how we would get through the off season. But we and did. now it's already week six. Crazy. It's already week six. All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right, Ben. So we're going to talk about our week six picks. We talked a little bit about the Patriots and the Giants. First game on the docket, the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Ooh, that's a hard one to pick. What say you? I say Panthers. The way they've been playing, Panthers. They have been playing well, Kyle Allen. Uh, I'm going to take I'd the I'd say Bucks. more McCaffrey than Kyle Allen. McCaffrey well, I mean, is carrying Kyle, that team Kyle completely. Allen, yeah. and, and Jameis Winston has been... Ugh, He's been he's been inconsistent, but given the fact that both of these teams have a level of inconsistency to them, yeah, uh, McCaffrey can't possibly do this for you know for sixteen straight games. The Bucks are at home. That raucous Tampa Bay <laughs> crowd, home invasion central in the dirty, dirty. I haven't heard that in a while, Ben. The dirty, uh, dirty. Let's go with the Bucks. I'm gonna take the Bucks in that one. Next up, one of the worst games of the season: the Redskins and the Dolphins. Two winless teams going at it. Who do you think is going to get their first win of the season? Does someone have to win that game? 
Somebody will. Is, is there a way that the tie. NFL could just say you're both pathetic, and it, even though one team has more points, we're going to give you both at zero for this week? Could be a tie in this one. But I think you know. I think the Dolphins will win this game. I think the Dolphins will get their first win of the season. I agree. Uh, Josh Rosen has been named the starter for the remainder of the season, so long as he can stay upright. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dolphins of the Battle of the Beasts. He hasn't looked that the bad. The Battle of the As a starter, he hasn't, looked that, he hasn't looked that bad. As a starter, no, he hasn't. I mean, and unless I think they, I still say, I still say Callahan should throw, throw Dwayne Haskins out there. What is the worst possible <laughs> thing that could happen? Could you lose fourteen games? You're going to lose fourteen games. <laughs> Who cares? Put Haskins on the field and let him learn. This isn't carpentry, you kids. It's not like just use the table saw today. Probably <laughs> just try out the table saw. You come back, you have like three fingers and, and an arm missing. It's football. He's not going to die out there. Throw him out there. Next up, Saints-Jags in Jacksonville. Ooh, what say you? I say Saints. I'm going to go with the Jags. Really? Why? I think Minshew is going gonna, is gonna to have a really good game at home in Jacksonville, finally giving this team really something to believe in down there. The defense is still above average, and mm. I think playing in that humidity outside with Minshew, who's used to it, I think the Jags are going to win this game. All right. I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, the Tile. Bengals and the Ravens Ugh. in Ravenland. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. I think this was I think this was one of my best bets of the week, I think. Was it? I think uh, it or it was been. a teaser. I think I teased yeah. it. Uh, Ravens. Did you tease it? I'm going to take the Bengals. No, come on. I, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I mean, I hope so. I think they're going to get a win. I hope so. I think so they're going to get their first the win. Steelers. The Ravens look terrible. I think that the Bengals are going to get their first win at home against the Ravens. The Ravens should have lost to a piss-poor Steeler team last week. <laughs> they will lose to the Bengals this week on the arm of Andy Dalton. And finally, I don't. I, I don't finally, believe you. I mean, Son is not writing this stuff down right now, but uh, I, I believe you, you won't are. Forget that you one. are wrong, and I, I will remember this one tomorrow when I'm watching the game and the Ravens are up twenty-one nothing in the first half. I'll remember this for sure because they're playing in Baltimore. They are, but that home field advantage is not as robust as people <laughs> think, especially when you're driving. You know, you're only driving down from Ohio. Uh, it's not that close either. Uh, next up, Seahawks and Browns. Seahawks. By a long way, I didn't. I don't think I did. I bet on this. I think this. Is, I think this is also one of my best bets. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. By a, they're, they're they're playing certified in pick. Sorry, Cleveland. Uh, I think the Seahawks will win this game. I don't think it's going to be as easy as it was for the 49ers, but I do believe the Seahawks will win this one. It's a hard one. I mean, the Browns could play well again. Mm-hmm. You know, put up 40 points, but I doubt it. I think the Seahawks are. They really need to keep pace with the Niners have- and and the, and the Rams. They definitely need to. Uh, oh, big game coming up. Yeah, Eagles and Vikings in Minnesota. Ooh, Eagles and Vikings in Minnesota. I'm not sure if that's a Falcon or an Eagle. That, or is, a- that is serving <laughs> as our Hawk as well as our Eagle. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I hope the, I hope the Eagles win this one. I really do. This is Kirk Cousins in a meaningful game against a good team and a great defense. A recipe for disaster. Some of Kirk Cousins' prior teammates this week had not such nice things to say about him, essentially pointing out, in their opinion anyway, that he is the weakest link on that offense given Thielen and Diggs. I can't remember the running back's name. Is, I, uh, is it Cook? Who's uh, Delvin Cook. The, they should be better. Yeah, and well, the reason I mean, they're not better is because of your beloved. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is not as bad as you you claim he is, Ben. Uh, you know, I, I think he's he's a serviceable quarterback. Uh, it's gonna be a very. I think it's gonna be a close game. In, he's the Toyota Corolla of quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get you where you need to go. He's reliable. He's not really. He's not as reliable as as a Corolla. Um, but you know, once has not impressed me this year. Oh, good lord he, in he heaven! Really, I mean, honestly, the Jets, he, honestly. Been, he wasn't that great. Um, but you know, oh, I, 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 I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles in this one. You, you want like a 26 year old Joe Namath? Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody's gonna impress you unless it's a, you know Dan Marino in his third year. So Eagles, we both we both choose the Eagles Absolutely. in this one. Now, next up, Ben, we have the Texans and the Chiefs. Texans. No, I I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose two in a row. I, I think the Chiefs at home will win this one. That injury, I think, is more significant than people think. They're going to tape it up. They will tape that ankle up. But but it, the way he was limping off the field, mm-hmm. that wasn't, you know, like it smarts for a minute. I mean, <laughs> I know he was able to, to walk on it after the game. But I think an ankle injury like that is going to limit his lateral movement. And I think if Watson can play the way he played last week and the Texans defense can put pressure a lot of pressure uh, on Patrick Mahomes from the outside edges I think that the Texans can win that game all right well I didn't think that, I, a, I didn't think the Colts could beat them but you know hey maybe maybe the Texans could I have also a lot of controversial picks out. this week <laughs> next up Ben the Falcons and the Cardinals Ugh. playing in Arizona Ugh, battle of the illegitimate yeah. birds yeah what do you think I Hmm. I mean, the Falcons have been pretty bad this year, but I'm going to choose the Falcons again. I've been choosing the Falcons a lot this year. I'm going to choose the Falcons again. Yeah, I mean, I'll choose the Falcons as well. If you can't beat with Calvin Ridley and Freeman and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and and an average to above average defense, if you can't go in uh, and beat the Cardinals at home with almost no help for Kyler Murray, then then you you really need to, as you said, let Quinn go yeah. and, and try to figure out what you think the, what a, the plan is. Do you in think that's Atlanta. a possibility, though? I mean, if the Falcons lose this game, do you think Dan Quinn can lose his job? I think he should lose his yeah. job. I, yeah. I, I mean, it, or at least do some type of autopsy to figure out <laughs> what the problem is. I mean, it's it's similar to Minnesota. I mean, they they have probably as much, if not more, talent than Minnesota, and they can't seem to win even games that they should win. Mm-hmm. So what is the problem? Is Matt Ryan at the tail end of his career? Is it the scheme? I mean, he's, is he's, it, he's is it Quinn not preparing the team well enough? What is it that they, with that talent, why can't they win the games that they should win? Not mm-hmm. all the games, but the games that they should win. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of it has to do with Dan Quinn not having the team prepared. You have so many good players on that team, and, and to be one in four right now, that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, look at the talent on that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least put up points. I mean, if mm-hmm. you lose, you lose, but mm-hmm. they should be able to put up points. They, they have. They have. Last week they put up points, just just not enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Next game, Ben, arguably the best matchup of the weekend, the Niners and the Rams. Who do you have winning this game? Yes, thank you, NFL. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six games in the afternoon, finally. After last week, literally two games in the afternoon last week. 49ers, Rams. Oh, that's a hard. That, that really is a harder game to pick than I had anticipated. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is. I'll take it the is, home team. I'll, it is a. I'll take the home team. But is it? It's not really a home game, though. 
with the Rams. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of. I'm sure. I'm sure the majority of the fans there will be 49ers fans because even though the Rams run LA as far as uh, NFL teams are concerned, there's still there are not that many fans out here. It, uh, it's, it's true. It's, 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 it's true. Gonna be, it's going to be a, a lot of red and gold in the stands there. I have been very impressed by the Niners. I think the Niners will win this game. When they until they can knock off the champ, I'll I'll, I'll I will eat my words mm-hmm. uh, on next week's podcast. But I'm I'm going to go with McVeigh, Cup, and Goff. Gurley's actually out in this game. No, Gurley's got a, yeah. a hamstring injury. Todd Gurley will not be playing in this game. But I, I'm not sure that he is impactful as impactful as he's been in years past. I'll still I go with the Rams. All I think right. I think McVeigh will scheme something up to to get more points on the board than the 49ers. Next game. Titans Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Uh I I I would predict that the Titans should win this game. They should. Yeah. They definitely should win this game. But I'm going to go with the Broncos. Oh, all right. That's... I think the Broncos turned a corner last week. Uh, Fanny Pack's going to get a second win. Uh, sorry that they that they let their their coach go last year when they probably shouldn't have. They probably should have given him one more year. But I'm going to go with the Broncos. All right. Next. Oh, game. next game. Cowboys. Get the shots ready. Cowboys and Jets. Ben. No. No shots needed here. The Cowboys should easily win this game. It's in New York, but uh, the Jets have been terrible this entire year. Um, I, I I just can't see them losing. The, I hope they lose this game, but I don't see them losing this you one. You hope they lose? I hope they do. Why do you hope they lose? Well, because they're in the same division as the Eagles. That's why, Ben. <laughs> Trying to get him to say something bad. Sam Darnold is back in the house this week. He will, in fact, play in this game and all the other podcasts out there. Please, please, please stop making fun of Sam Darnold for catching mono, <laughs> kissing someone, it's a or very making serious... out with someone. There are literally hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds, of ways to catch mono. It is a communicable illness that you catch from being, you know, from saliva, from bodily fluids there are ways to get this without kissing please don't make light of this it seems pretty silly that professionals would do that sorry it bugs me you're very serious because i had mono and (laughs) that's not how i got it so i mean it wasn't that i didn't have a girlfriend at the time i did have a girlfriend (laughs) at the time for the record not that that should matter but there are other ways to get this illness maybe maybe you didn't know that she had mono ben (laughs) she had a lot more energy than i did (laughs) so i am gonna go oh boy can I go with Sam? Dar- can I go with Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell? I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Can if you're going to choose I the Jets, it? Ben, I hope you're right. I'm going to take the Jets. All right. At I- home, Darnold's return. I'm going. I'm still high on the Jets. You Let's hear that so. New York Jets fan podcast? I'm high on the Jets. <laughs> Next up, Ben, a <sighs> game that's near and dear to your heart: the Steelers and the Chargers in LA. But it will be a mostly Steelers crowd down the five freeway. To the hot bed. 405. Is it the 405 on the Carson? Carson. Yeah, I get, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Down the 405 freeway. Uh, I'm sure the, you get there with the five, too. But. The hotbed of NFL football and minor league soccer, or whatever they call it here. <laughs> MLS. MLS. Is that really major league soccer, though? Major. It, it's major in the U.S. They're yes. very liberal with the term major. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. It's the most major soccer league that you know we have here in the States. 
I'm going to go with the uh, with the Steelers. I, I have to. I mean, the Chargers are playing terribly uh, last couple weeks. Phillip Rivers but, looks pretty yeah, bad. Gordon the Chargers looks pretty have, bad. Yeah. Uh, their receivers, Williams. Is it Williams? Uh, Mike Williams. Their receivers do not look great. I have to go with the Duck. <laughs> Delvin, ha- Devlin? Devlin? Devlin. Devlin Hodges. Hodges. I think he'll have a, an interesting game, a gunslinger. Uh, mentality in this game, you know, maybe get through, you know, two or three games before people figure him out. But I'm going to go with the Steelers. You know what, Ben? This is a tough one. This is, uh, I mean, the the, the, the t- you're breaking. You're, my you're heart. looking. You're looking you're at me. You're breaking my heart, Fredo. You're looking at me. No, but I'm, I'm going to go take Steelers. you out of the boat on the lake. I'm going to go with the Steelers with this one then. <laughs> I, I, but if what? you want the Chargers, you can take. No, you know, what? I choose the Steelers in this one. I think the Steelers have enough. I think their defense is playing well enough to beat the Chargers. The Chargers did not impress at all this last weekend. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. And I and I think that I think you bring up a very good point. I think the the Steelers. Defensive line is going to make uh, Philip Rivers' life a little bit more miserable than he's mm-hmm. used to, and obviously he can't move laterally. Although he can get rid of the ball much more quickly than it appears on television, but I think that the defensive line is going to make his life miserable, and that's why they'll win, not because of anything that Delvin Delvin De- Hodges yeah, does. Devlin Devlin Hodges does. <laughs> and well, I was going to say last, but we also have a Thursday night game. But we have the Lions and the Packers Ooh. in Green Bay. Uh, the Lions have been more impressive than we expected at the beginning of the year. Um, what do you think is going to win this one, Ben? Oddly enough, this is, I mean, given the Steelers' season and the way that things are shaking out for them, this is the this is probably the game that I'm looking forward to watching the most. I hope that I am able to, in fact, watch this game on Monday. I think the Packers are going to lose this game to the Giants, I think, or to the, the Giants. Lions. To the Lions. The Lions almost, almost won they that so game. They were so close against the Chiefs. At home uh, against the Chiefs. With Mahomes at 100% too. Not, at one, not, yeah, at not 100%. A, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, on Johnson is, is really, really playing well, and they've committed to running the ball. I think this is the game that the Lions put a stamp on that division. They may not win the division, but I think mm-hmm. this will be their signature win of the season. You know, I'm going to give this one to the Packers only because Shocking. they're at, only because they have Aaron Rodgers, and there's that too. But uh, you know, their their defense has been decent, uh, but they're playing at home. I'm just going to give them the edge only because they're playing at home. I think the Packers will. Play. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think the Packers will win this one in the end. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, much like Tom Brady, I mean, Aaron Rodgers with a scary defense is almost unfair. Mm-hmm. But the defense is it's almost there, but it's not quite yeah. there. I'm, I'm, the, I'm blanking on the defensive coordinator's name right now. You know, for for a couple of weeks there, they were, you know, allowing a ton of rushing yards. But against the Cowboys, you know, they, they, they actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, there. Zeke got that one touchdown yeah, from against, the one-yard line yeah, or the two-yard line. Which is expected, line. you know, from Zeke. But um, they held him in check for most of the game. So I was I was impressed by that. You know, they, they, they really shored things up um, after the last, you know, two weeks, I think, in Minnesota. I think Delvin Cook had 100 and uh, – he had some crazy crazy yardage against them. The Eagles ran against them easily. Uh, but they really, they really uh, – you know, showed up on on that 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 rush defense. They played really well against yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, and, so, and they're right behind the Bills. I mean, we have our over here on the table next to us, folks. We have our, I don't know what you call those things. The bar, uh, they soak up the liquid on the bar. They sort of, um, they're plastic. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. What long that is. plastic, rubbery, rubbery sort of. things that sort of you sit sit on the bar to catch uh-huh. a lot of the liquids that end up uh, spilling on the bar. We have the Steelers, the Eagles, the Seahawks. We have uh, in Colts. honor of our my brother in law, we have the Colts. Uh, we also have the Buffalo Bills over there. 
Uh, but I, my, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Detroit Lions. I can't help but root for that. Yeah, they're the underdog. That city. And Matthew Stafford is probably the most underrated quarterback in the league over the last decade. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. And last but not least, Ben, our Thursday night game. We won't be on until next Saturday. So predictions for the Thursday night game, the Chiefs and the Broncos. I think the Chiefs should win this one pretty easily. Not much to say for me on this one. Chiefs all the way. No, I had a lot of controversial picks. I will not conclude <laughs> with a ridiculously con- you know, con- controversial pick and take the Broncos. I'll take the Chiefs all day and twice on Thursday. <laughs> All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, let's talk a little bit about our home brew. Today, I was going to say tonight, but today I got here a little bit earlier than usual. I still got here a little bit later than expected. Later than expected, <laughs> earlier than usual. But but uh, we did brew our second beer. Our first one was that IPA from uh, Northern uh Brewer or Northern, I can't remember the name. Northern I think, Brewer. No, I think it's Northern Brewer. Um, so it's 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 one of their recipes, and it 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 was excellent. We we brewed that in uh, in April or May. I can't exactly remember the the day that we did it. Uh, it was one of those months. I can't remember. It was still kind of rainy and kind of yeah, cloudy and still it was cold. A nice day. It was perfect for brewing, uh, just like today. But that beer, it took a little bit longer for the carbonation to really kick in. But that beer is is. It is excellent. It's it was really, really, really good. good. That first one, it's the really IPA, good. was very good. Um, it was a fresh squished, I think, uh, IPA. And so, in honor of Oktoberfest, me and Ben, we dressed up in our leader hosen. Look for that on Instagram and Twitter, please. It does for exist. For sure. For sure. And I, I, you know what? I felt really comfortable. That's why I'm still wearing my leader hose yeah, right still now. I'm still in it right now. I got a little of the plantar fasciitis, but, so I couldn't wear the black <laughs> shoes for much longer. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun, and and uh, you know, for all our listeners out there, um, you know, if you want to get some friends together and brew a beer, it's really, I mean, it, it, all the instructions are online. You can order ingredients online. You know, you just need a, a large pot. You need, uh, I mean, you can do it on your stove. We have the burner for outside, so you know, uh, the weather has it's, it's usually pretty nice out here. So you know, it's it's not going to be even in the, in the winter time. It's not freezing, but um, you know, you get all the hops, you get the grains, you get the malt. Everything is there. You just brew it up, and it's a good time. Time. And I, I'm sure that this Hefeweizen that we chose to do this time around in honor of Oktoberfest, I'm sure it'll it'll be just as good. And I'm excited. I am too. It. I mean, it was a really, really fun time brewing this beer. And, uh, and Franny has uh, great timing. We have <laughs> some mandarins on our tree uh, out in my backyard that should be ripe right around the time that we get this fully bottled and carbonated. So this is going to be uh, our beer in honor of of Oktoberfest mm-hmm. and our German roots or my German roots. So we will uh, we'll really look forward to seeing how this turns out. As Franny mentioned, uh, we were disappointed initially that the seventh round IPA, thanks again, Mitchell from Manitoba. Manitoba, didn't turn out as carbonated as we had hoped when we first opened it, but two more weeks, and it was one of the best beers I've ever had. So kudos to Franny. Mm-hmm. He's very meticulous. He's very <laughs> careful about... Uh, keeping everything as sanitary as possible. Uh, every instrument, every stirring implement, everything is cleaned and sanitized, cleaned and sanitized. Uh, and we we are careful in our measurements. We do take a little bit of liberty here or there. We're going to try to figure out a way in our next beer to get a pine, sort of a pine flavor in there without grabbing well, th- some pine cones off a tree. I think that's what we'll do because... Uh, uh, Mitchell from from Manitoba. He did suggest the the name of seventh round, sixth round, fifth round. When we get to our first round, 
that will be our own recipe. Right now, you know, we're 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 kind of testing the waters and see you know how certain beers are brewed. Uh, but once we kind of finally you know fine tune the whole beer making process, we're going to come up with our own recipe. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what the beer will be. I do enjoy that that sort of pine flavor that comes from beers, uh, like the few that we've had on the show already. We're going to try to add that somehow into our beer. And me and Ben will go to our local. Uh, brewing beer, establishment. Beer brewing establishment not too far from here in Woodland Hills. We'll pick up the hops, we'll pick up the grains, and we'll brew our own beer eventually. So we have the seventh round IPA, we have our sixth round Hefeweizen, and we'll get to our fifth round, whatever it is. Absolutely. And folks, uh, if you're interested in tasting one of these beers, if pos- if you live in the LA area, <laughs> shoot us an email at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on the number that I will read at the end of the show or I just read yeah. earlier. Uh, or if you, uh, you know, IM or DM us on Twitter, if it's legal, we can figure out a way to get you uh, a beer or two if you're really interested in tasting our concoction. I can assure you that Franny is, uh, I would gladly have him operate on me uh, in the open outside <laughs> because he is so, so careful about sanitary conditions. So it's a definitely a good beer and a sanitary beer. So, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, in honor of Oktoberfest. This is our Oktoberfest episode, even yes. though you don't really hear the German music in the background. But there will be. There, there will, will be. be. There will be. We're doing a taste test. Five German beers. Unfortunately, just me and Ben for tonight. Sonia is really tired from her trip back from London. But if you England. don't listen this week, she'll never come back. Yeah. <laughs> And so we have five beers that we'll be trying uh, tonight. And I actually have all of the beers right over here. We have the Hofbrau Munich. Yeah, it's a good beer. I hope so. I hope so. We have the Endex. Yeah, that one I haven't had. Endex, that one I haven't had. It's a Weiss beer. We have Spaten. I love me some Spaten. I drank we, first Spaten when I was 15. <laughs> We have the Weichenstefaner Original Premium. And these are all highly rated beers, by the way. They're all, you know, rated above 90 at total wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have uh, the, let me zoom in on this picture on my phone, because I took a picture earlier. It's the Franzis Feiner Weiss beer, and I'm sure I'm well, butchering. Well, in fairness, German beers are not the easiest yeah, to pronounce. Yeah, these are definitely not easy to pronounce. So we're going to, and these bush. pictures will be on Instagram and on Twitter. And we're going to go ahead and get this taste test started. All right, folks, hold on, and we will get the results very, very soon. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back from our German Yes, beer. indeedy. Taste test. A little bit of German... Drinking music. Drinking music. Although the, the ones that we had were a little more exciting than this. But yeah, this yeah. Not bad. I, I like a little bit of a... I guess that's a harmonica or whatever it yeah, is. Sure yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. We had a lot of community benches, a lot of people pounding their, bugs on the, their mugs on the table, and we definitely had five outstanding beers to taste in this inaugural German beer taste test. But let me turn this over to Franny since he did the beer purchasing and organizing (laughs) of this event. Well, so many to choose from. I mean, you know, there's there's 
at uh, Total Wine. I mean, it, there's a whole section of German beers, and there are so many good ones to choose from. Uh, these were all top-rated beers, and Ben, the top three for us, it was the Hofbrau Munich. Was Actually, that's top with number three. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I already gave that away. But okay, number three, we chose the Spotten, Ben, and uh, it brings back some memories for you. Yeah, I mean, I had a job, my first job, much uh, an ill choice by the owner of this particular establishment, but hired <laughs> me to work at a uh, sort of a beverage outlet in upstate New York in a small town. It was a beer, it was a beer and soda outlet, and they just sort of let a 16-year-old, 15 and 16, 17-year-old run wild driving the forklift and having access to every beer from the world, and one <laughs> of the beers that we drank on a routine basis was Spotten uh, because it was, you know, for a younger person, it was something that we could drink and it wasn't too heavy, wasn't too light, but it had a lot of flavor and it was something that we could drink at such a young age because we weren't particularly, you know, experienced beer drinkers, but it really brings back memories. Uh, I'd take Spotten over Bud or Bud Light or any sort of the American versions of uh, a mass-produced beer like Spaten is in Germany. It's a really, really good, I think it's a Pilsner, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I don't know if it's a lager or a Pilsner. It's a lager, my fault. It's a lager. Uh, but it's a very, very good lager. It's a solid lager. Franny, what say you about Spaten? It was good. I mean, we had a little bit of a beer off because we couldn't we couldn't uh, decide what you know the second and third beer were, and so I you know I, I tried the spotting again. Uh, I I the was it the Ardex one that one was Ardex. also that that one was pretty good too. It had a creamy sort of uh, flavor to it, but uh, you know the the spotting has a sort of crispness to it that uh, on second that I did like, and so we we decided that as our number three, our number two, a highly a highly rated beer from Germany, the Weizenstefaner original, very good, very, very good, good very solid beer. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed that. That was also one of our beer off beers <laughs> right there. But we both, we both chose it. I chose it, I think, as my number one. It was your number two. Yes, yes. I mean, it has a lot more flavor, I think, obviously, than the Spaten or the, uh, I think, the the other, what, I don't know, there was a Pilsner. Or was a, there was another lager in there. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one it was. But it was it was a very, very interesting beer. I mean, I liked it a lot. I mean, they had two hefts in the taste. Obviously, I wasn't going to, my palate's not a hef palate. Well, we brewed a half tonight. So. Although I will be drinking <laughs> our own half because I like what I do myself. But yeah, I think that was a very good beer. Very good. Very good. And last but not least, it was my number two, your number one, Ben, the Hofbrau Munich. Definitely shocked me. When I saw it on the table, the brown caramel color of the beer immediately turned me off because that's not something that I typically like. Typically, it's lower carbonation and a little bit more of a caramel sweet flavor to it but this this had a distinct taste that i hadn't really come across earlier in fact i'm drinking it i have it on the mm-hmm. table right now and that was a, a really good beer how would you describe that beer it was also it, you know it tasted almost like a like a pilsner it was, it was like you said i you know when i saw the color i thought it would be a little more chocolatey in flavor um but it was very smooth uh it was crisp Easy to drink, and uh, it just had a little bit more flavor than the other beers. I, you know, I, we both enjoyed it. it. Was it was your number one, number one, number, yeah. number, my number two? So uh, we both enjoyed that one. So that was a very good beer taste test, and I'm sure Sonia would have enjoyed this one because all the beers were fairly light, and she likes yeah. the light sort of beers. And so even the dark beer was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was light. a light flavored beer. It didn't stick on the palate very long. It wasn't a, 
it didn't have a lot of uh, stay. The aftertaste, mouth yeah. stay, mm-hmm. if that's even a correct term. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, it is let now. us know. It is now. <laughs> but I have a good relationship uh, with the with the, the Hofbrau Munchen. This is a very very good beer. It tastes almost. It, it's got a little bit of a a little bit of a sweetness, a little bit of a caramel or a chocolate, uh, but the follow is very very good. It stays on the back of your tongue a little bit, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't have that aftertaste that some of these beers, German beers especially, uh, tend to have. All right, Ben. All right. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, it is our shot. All of the right. Week. We have our shot of the week. Franny has been so kind to put together yet another shot. And because Sonia is not here, we will either uh, each have one and a half shots or we will each have, or one of us will have <laughs> two shots. Uh, but this is a, a really amazing looking shot. So hold tight and we will get that shot to you in two quick seconds. Yes, he does. Uh, that never gets old. Maybe a little bit yeah, <laughs> for, for our for, listeners out for there. For listeners, maybe for but, us, never. Uh, yeah, I do listen to this uh, occasionally, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love your voice, Ben. It's thank so you, thank you. I'll do another song, folks. I will do another song. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe next weekend. Yeah, we have to. We definitely have to come up with one, Ben. We yeah. have to come up with me and you. It has to be a duet, some sort of a duet. Ooh, yeah, even uh, better, yeah. folks. Uh, th- that would be. That would be something to see, Frane. I know that he he will be very nervous doing it, so that would be entertaining. I, I don't think enough I just would. for me. I don't think I would put enough alcohol on me, and I won't be. <laughs> so we'll do it at the end of a show. It'll That's be like right. listening to the show, and as we sometimes <laughs> do after the show, listening to it at half speed, it will sound like that. <laughs> and, uh, but you are into the drinking part of the show now. Yes. You are deep into it. <laughs> and so our shot of the week, uh, keeping with the German theme. Uh, we have an Oktoberfest theme. I'm scared of this shot. Uh, it is uh, Jägermeister and some of the Jim Beam fire. So we have the herbal liqueur with a little bit of uh, the cinnamon bourbon mixed together. And on the rim, a little bit of uh, red sort of sugar crystals right there to give it a little bit of sweetness with that spiciness, with that sort of uh, bitterness it's- that Jaeger has herbal liqueur is that how they describe it that's how i describe it it's a little that's i think it understates the alcohol volume there's 40 percent 40 percent just like a jim beam but you know herbal I, 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 Here, I, mom, think, have some. I, I think it should be pretty good i think it should be pretty good wait, wait wait is this an original uh it's not entirely an original i did i did get um yeah i i well some inspiration from pinterest and from tipsy bartender but uh, you know, we, we we can claim it as our own. But initially, when you when you brought this up, well, what are we calling this? 
It is uh, the what the hell are we calling again? I have it on. I have it on Instagram. Uh, something Meister. Uh, the Firemeister. 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 Yes, the Firemeister. So originally, when he mentioned this, uh, when he when he was beginning to prepare for a show after our homebrew attempt. Oh, I shouldn't say attempt. Our homebrew <laughs> tonight. He said Jägermeister mixed with. Uh, anything with the words Jim Beam and it scared <laughs> the shit out of me. So I'm really interested to see how this tastes. It looks almost like looks pomegranate it looks juice. Good. It looks good. All right, here we go, folks. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Oh my god. Oh wow. Hmm. Ooh, <laughs> that's intense. It is intense. It's pretty interesting. That is not for the faint of heart. Sonia would be. I would love to I hear think her take sipped, on she that. She sipped a little bit before she went inside. A very little bit. Yeah, I like it though. I like wow. it. Wow, it's it's definitely it has. That's got some flavor. That's got some a flavor. Of, a lot of kick and a lot of tang. Wow, it's there's some flavor that, in there. That sugar, that sugar around the rim. This is St. Patrick's Day at like one o'clock in the morning. Ooh, ooh, shot right ooh. here. Right before the Uber, uh, that I like it though. I like it. I mean, this is this is something that definitely could drink, and it will get you messed up. Oh, what's yeah? What's the alcohol in here? So we have Jim Beam, which is about forty percent, and then the Jaeger, which is forty percent too. Yeah. So this is not your run of the mill shot. Uh, the coloring was like pomegranate I like it. I like it. You can you can, you can uh, see it on our Instagram and on our Twitter at Absolutely. Thirst and at. Goal thirst. Yes, and I have a feeling you will hear it in our voices in about ten minutes. <laughs> but very good. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. It was pretty interesting. It was. It was uh, definitely had a kick, unlike some of our uh, last few that we've had on the show, which have been pretty easy to drink. This one was not as easy, but definitely like that kick. Yeah. La- oh yeah. Last week was really easy to drink. It was a Long Island Long Island iced tea in a glass. Yes, that was very mild. But it was. Actually, <laughs> that it wasn't was, it, it was mild as, to drink. It wasn't as strong as I expected it to be though. That one was actually pretty good. I I, I think that that sweet and sour really helped uh in 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 you know, going down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But the alcohol content was very Yeah. High. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, give Frane credit, people, please. Just in the last few weeks, he has concocted the Short Island Iced Tea, the fabulous 40 in honor of episode 40. Can you believe it? 42 episodes we're at. Uh, Soju Catch the Game. With the Soju. That was with uh, the original. No, that was with the, the it was Strawberry. Like, with, it was the Korean. It was it was the uh, the, the Korean Soju. Yeah, it was it, I think it was the Strawberry. I don't think it was the original. I can't remember or which one it, it was. was. Original. It was the original. It was a regular Soju. I can't remember what I mixed that with, though. Uh, Easy he to also, drink, though. It was a great drink. He also mm-hmm. mixed up the Gold Digger, the Team Spirits, the Labor Yay way back <laughs> at the end of summer uh, for Labor so. Day, the Shark Attack shot, which was awesome. And I never want to leave out the Summertime shot, yeah, uh, which was one of my personal favorites. But we have, I think I've said this before, we have about a three foot or two and a half feet by four foot it's, it's big board well, it's more than four feet it's, it's i think it's like uh three by six maybe or maybe three by, by six. six i don't know it's it's, it's nah, maybe not six but and we have shots going back all the way to before the playoffs <laughs> last, last year, year. <laughs> uh so Franny does this each and every week so please folks look for it on instagram give him a like give him a shout out for the work that he puts into these he comes over here with boxes and bags and contraptions every single week to make these shots so Please give them a shout out. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week, and it is another Isle Scotch, Ben. I know you've become a huge fan. You drink that Ardbeg after 
we recorded the podcast. I do. It's and almost we gone. To it out here, and it's almost gone. Almost a bottle kill on that art bag. Yeah. I am not a huge fan Yet. of these peaty scotches. Yeah. But we decided to get another one for you. Because you enjoy it so much, you have a certain relationship with these things. I do, and uh, you have a, an emotional connection. I do to these. You think about these when you're at work. I do, in, like, in the car, uh, mowing I the miss, lawn, shopping. I miss that art bag. I, it's like that art bag. It's calling me, <laughs> uh, and it's and I, I feel. I feel as if I was released. Why is Ardbeg not calling me? I'm not <laughs> getting any text messages. <laughs> what? I said, is I there said, a three-day rule with Ardbeg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might but be. But when, uh, when Alex was on the show, I felt released, released <laughs> from the shackles of having to defend myself. I feel now that it's okay for me to say I do have a relationship with these Islay scotches. I'm not as big. I will drink scotch. I'll drink... Uh, the scotches that we, we had, the Glen Moranger, the Sheldag, the Glen Levitt 12. We've had the Glen Levitt 15 as well. Uh, we had a Glen Murray. We have had several scotches on the show, but I, I feel released from the prison that was defending myself, uh, you know, for liking these. I, I just, it feels like a, a good friend, <laughs> a lover, uh, a relationship. They just, they feel right. They taste right. Uh, they have a, an extensive, complex flavor profile. De- definitely different. Different from other scotches. If you go to the store and you pick up a scotch, most of them won't taste like Islay scotches because there's not that many of them. Oh, there, no. there are not that many distilleries. It's a small island off the coast of Scotland, and um, there's just there, there's very few of them. And and so when you when you def you, you taste you taste the difference definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know that this is the the blue shirt with the white collar scotch <laughs> that you see in the movies. I think this is more of a, you know, a real scotch it's, drinkers scotch. Yeah, and 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 Ben, I think you have some info on Lefroig ten year or scotch of the evening. I do the Lefroig ten year old scotch seven or forty percent alcohol by volume. This. 10-year-old is the original Lafroig distilled the same way today as when Ian Hunter invented it more than 75 years ago. It is the foundation of all other Lafroig expressions. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, actually, on the packaging, um, it, in the parentheses, it actually it shows the pronunciation. So Which is? Lafroig. Lafroig. It looks like it's Lafroig. Lafroig. And making Lafroig. Malted barley is dried over a peat fire, and we all love fire on this podcast. We have one burning about 10 feet away from us right now. The smoke from this peat, found only on Hylae, gives Laproig close? I believe so. Laproig close. Laproig. It's, it's particularly rich flavor. Those enjoying the 10-year-old will first notice the bold smoky taste followed by a hint of seaweed, which I didn't taste didn't earlier, taste that. and a surprising, surprising sweetness, which Franny might like. This full-bodied variant is the foundation of all Laphroaig expressions and comes with a long finish. The whiskey was also named 2019 Best Single Malt Scotch, 10 years and under, by Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible. Right now, it is out of stock. At the at the distillery, so Franny was lucky to get his hands on one of these in the U.S. But this is again not a sponsorship. This is not a sponsor of the show. 
This is just a scotch that we are going to taste and give you our honest, honest impression of it. Mm-hmm. And Franny's got it on one nostril. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, you don't smell the peatiness. It almost tastes. It I smells, smell it. It, it smells, uh, but it's not strong though. It's not I a smell strong. It. It's like um, it's like when you when you're you're. You're out shopping somewhere or you're at a restaurant and you smell someone who's wearing a similar <laughs> perfume to that of someone that you once loved. <laughs> and it comes <laughs> and as, sen- as soon as it touches your nose, as soon as you get a whiff of it, it brings back memories. the memories of that relationship. And this is what this smells like to me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you smell all of that. I'm just going to lose it over there. <laughs> Cheers to you, Ben. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Let's... let's uh... Let's give this a sip. Folks, don't be afraid. It's good. Smoother. Smoother than the yard bag. It definitely is not as peaty as... It's more smoky than peaty. The yard bag. I would say, well, yeah, there's, there's more of the smokiness to it. I, you know, the uh, the yard bag has more of that peaty... I mean, the, the peatiness His in the yard bag... Out. He's a peat! It peat. really It really hits you... In the yard bag, this one is a little bit smoother, a little bit easier to drink. I, I, I I'd say that it this does one, have a long follow. Yeah, wow, it does have a really long follow. Interesting. That finish is really, really long, and it's smooth though. It's a smooth. Oh, it's definitely long, smooth. I'm not sure if I'm crazy about the long, smoky, the long finish. Slightly peaty. Um, the yard bag says, I'm fucking awesome, now I'm going to go away. This one says, I'm awesome, but I'm going to stay a little while, maybe <laughs> past the time you might want me to be there in the morning. It smells good, though. Oh, it smells amazing. Yeah, but for... for um, Ooh, ah, that's the first step. For somebody... That's the first step to loving an <laughs> Ilay Scotch right there. You like the smell of it. No, you, but but for somebody that's... You that's, don't like the smell of the yard That's bag. first starting to drink scotches... This might not be the scotch for you, but after drinking a few of them, you know, you move on and, you know, you move on to the, the Islays and this, this sort of peatiness. This is like the See gateway. See the way says it, folks? It's almost insulting. This is like peatiness. I think this is like the gateway scotch gateway to the, the peaty scotches. I think the Ardbeg- This bag, is the marijuana I think of scotches? That, I think so. I think that's exactly what this is. The Ardbeg might Before be you know little, it, you're drinking Ardbeg. Yeah, and, and you're out of a job. You lost your family. <laughs> you lost your family. You got to- Well- Like, hey, man. Hey, man. You better be- You, you got some of that- You got some of that Ardbeg? <laughs> you better be- You better be panhandling in London or something if you can aff- yeah. You need to be around some rich people to be able to afford the Ardbeg. Uh, and and this uh, Lefroig, um, you know, if, if you're looking at, you know, if, if you're looking to to purchase some, you know, I, I, this one was about forty five, you know, oh, bucks good, or so, good. which is yeah, it's not bad. And I mean, there there are some there are different variants of the Lefroig, yeah, uh, but this one is is I think their their uh, their base sort of. You know, they're. I want to say bottom of the barrel. I mean, well, it's you know, ten year. I mean, this is. Yeah, this we is should ten be, years. But they have so many. They have you know I mean, fifty, sixty, seventy, about a week and a half. you know, hundred dollar bottles. Uh, I just wanted to get a, you know another sort of isle for Ben or Isle. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how you say it. I mean, we would say isle here. Yeah, isle. <laughs> isle. Isle. Sounds like a episode of American. But Dad. I like this though, Ben. I, you know, I could see myself. Ah, he's. Coming uh, around. Wait till we have Alex on the show next. I, we're gonna do we're gonna do a taste test uh um, next week. 
of Islay Scotches. Next when, week, well, we'll wait till we get five. And yeah, Alex will come on and do a taste. Next test. week, I'm going to look to get another Islay, and and we'll try that one, and we'll have five Islays eventually. That'll be our third one. Sonya won't be a big fan of it, but uh, me and you, Ben, um, You're, I think we'll enjoy it. Yeah, you, you, you know, she. Left your apartment, I'll and be, you're I'll looking be, to, and, and, and uh, the first time you met her, you were like, oh my God, thank goodness she's gone. Yeah, I know. But this time, you're like looking out the window wondering, when is she going to come back? She'll be walking out of the apartment with her high heels in her hands, with her dress <laughs> sort of <laughs> scrunched up. And, but you're uh, starting to, I can see the way you're I'll, looking I'll, at I'll, it. I can I'll, see the way you're looking I'll at it. I'll wake up and you know see that the pillow is empty and look out the window and be like, Becky, <laughs> Becky. I don't know. That's. I was trying to think. Becky. I was trying to think of an Irish hey, name. Becky. Hey, Becky. Where are you going? I, oh, well, Becky is probably a Scottish name. And then she no clue. I'll text her. Oh, Becky. Oh, O'Donnell. Becky. <laughs> oh, Becky. Oh, Becky. Her name is Oh Becky O'Donnell. And yeah, it, it's one of those things. It, actually, I could I could see myself drinking this one, Ben. You, you drink the the Ardbeg after the show. I can definitely see myself drinking this one. After the show as yeah, well. Yeah, the only the only drawback to that one, as far as like, I mean, from my initial taste, is the the long finish. It's a little too long, which I didn't even think. You know, when we first started this podcast, that I would have any idea what that even meant. Not long enough. But it is a little like the art bag. It leaves me. It, it leaves me wanting more. <laughs> well, just, it leaves me wanting it, more. It stays with you for fifteen minutes. I so. think. Yeah, I, I will have a relationship with this scotch, just like the Ben had a relationship see? with art bag. Well, but see, but I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's, I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong. You can go and do whatever you got to do. Lafro egg. Lafro egg, come <laughs> to me. But yeah, it's a really, yeah. it is a really, it was really. Good. It's good. It's good. I like and it. And the Alley scotches are, I think they are like in that just, forty-five to seventy-five dollar range somewhere in there. They're different. They're definitely different. There's not that many distilleries on that small little island there. Uh, but this is a good one. This is, um, you know, it, it's it's a beginner's uh, sort of. Well, we had the Talisker also. We had the Talisker this past summer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But the Talisker they were actually out of. I was looking for more to mild. get the Talisker. Yeah. The Talisker it, it is more mild. I think this one has the right amount of peatiness to it and uh, just the perfect amount of smoothness. Like you said, the long finish. But that's, that's the only drawback. Yeah. To uh, but Sonia, yeah, Sonia came back from London. You know, with yeah. a report of some human being that she found in an exhibit huh. that was found in a peat bog. I guess about 2,000 years ago. So apparently now we know where the flavor comes from in the peat bogs. It's from uh, mob <laughs> hits from 2,000 years ago to present where they bury them out in the peat box. But these these Islay Scotches, not a huge fan of Scotch, generally speaking. I love the rye and the bourbons. Yeah. But these Islay Scotches, love them. Yeah. That, it's just, it's different. They're just different. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we usually have our beer of the week, but we did our beer taste we had test. five beers of the week. This week, we also usually have our quiz of the week. We which do, we will indeed. Forego. And uh, Sonia's not here. So, Ben, I don't want to be asking you questions from across the table. So, next up on the big board, we have Ben's betting corner. All right. Hold on, everybody. We have Ben's betting corner, which will also include. Friday's sexy six parlay it's actually, of the uh, week. My Fantastic Five. I couldn't find oh, six. Oh, we went back to the Fantastic Five. This week is a hard betting week. Hold tight, everybody. All right. And we are back with Ben's betting 
corner. Well, let's start this out with Frane's fantastic five parlay, unless you want me to start with my certified picks of the week. Let's go with your certified picks of the week, Ben. My certified. These are certified. These are USDA. There was an inspector in the plant looking at the meat. They touched it. They felt it. They tested it. Okay. Bengals versus Ravens. Cincinnati plus 12. Take it. In fact, I think the Bengals might win this game outright. Bengals versus Ravens. Cincinnati plus 12. Certified pick of the week. Seahawks versus Browns. Seattle minus two. Easy, easy game. This might be my lock of the week. The Seahawks are going to beat the Browns by more than two points. Next up, we got a teaser. Tease me. Please me. Giants versus Pats and Cowboys versus Jets. Mm. Tease the New York Giants up. Wait. Giants versus who? Uh, Giants versus Pats. Cowboys versus Jets. Oh, that game is over? <laughs> wait, oh, that was Thursday night. That was a Thursday night game. I was like, wait, what? But I hit, wait, did I hit that? Yeah, they didn't beat him by 23. Uh, what was the score? What was the score of that game? All right, folks. We talked we about that. We have to rewind that. this podcast. We talked about that, We might man. have to rewind. See, I told you. This yeah. is why it's, you know, we drink on the show. Uh, the Thursday night game was... It was a blowout. It was a blowout. Giants passed 35 to yeah, 14. 14. So what's the math on that? So it's uh, less than 23 points. So I hit on the first part of that teaser already. And the second part of that teaser is Dallas minus one. Tease Dallas all the way down to minus one. Dallas was a seven-point favorite in their game. So I won half that teaser already. Next game, Texans versus Chief. Houston plus four. I chose Houston to win that game outright earlier tonight. I am taking the Texans, getting four points in that game. Certified pick. (laughs) Lions versus Packers. Next up. I know I chose the Lions from my heart in the earlier segment, but if you're going to put your money on the line, I would take Green Bay minus four at home if you're putting your money down. Green Bay is going to win that game by more than four points, although my heart tells me I hope I lose that bet. Franny, do you have your Fantastic Five parlay? I do, Ben. I have my Fantastic Five. I'm sure you have your Fantastic, what is it, 16 or 15? I have three parlays going right now. (laughs) So my Fantastic Five, I couldn't find a six this week, is me the Ravens, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Seahawks. All money line. Parlay. And what's the payout on that? So you have the Ravens over the Bengals. Uh-huh. Who else? The Saints, the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Seahawks. Ooh. And they're not huge favorites in this one. So I so just, they're not all like uh yeah. you know, and this plus is fifteen hundred in all of these games. Monopoly money all for fun. Yes, this is for entertainment purposes, purposes only. only. And uh if you were to go to Vegas and bet legally, uh it Or in w- your state now. Or in your, whichever state you're in. Um, it, it's it's a pretty decent payout for those. All right. Awesome. i actually <laughs> going to put that one down as soon as we get off the air. And thank you, Franny, for pointing out that half my parlay, I, that's why we posted it, I think, on third Wednesday night. Uh, half my teaser has already hit. Uh, first up, Carolina at Bucks. The Bucks are getting two and a half points in that game. I think during this 
uh, initial week six pick or week six pick segment. I took the Bucks. I'll take them again here, getting plus two and a half. Take the Bucks and the points. Next up, Bengals at Ravens. I tease that game, but definitely take the Bengals in this game. The Bengals are going to win this game outright. Not that I would recommend taking them on the money line, but the Bengals are going to have a strong showing in this game. Next up, Seattle Seahawks at Cleveland Browns. Cleveland giving away a point. A point. One point, which means the Cleveland Browns are for some odd reason favored over the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, Why do you think that is, Friday? That's That's a good bet to take right there, Ben. What, Cleveland? No, no, no. Oh, the Hawks, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my, the, on Wednesday night when I uh, when I put out my certified picks, it was mine. It was two points. Yeah. Now we're down to one. But this essential this line means playing in Cleveland. Ew, Cleveland's getting three points as a home team. That is a pretty shocking line. I don't know why mm-hmm. Seattle is not favored by more points yeah. in that game. They've been. They, I mean, Russell Wilson has been impressive this year. So many people are saying. People are saying that Russell Wilson might be the best quarterback in the league this year with what he's doing with his team. Yeah. yeah. Well, this year. Not overall, not forever, not Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but this year, what he's been able to do with the team that he has mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Baldwin left. Mm-hmm. Next up, mm-hmm. Houston Texans at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs giving away four points at home. Again, take the Texans all day and twice tomorrow. Love the Texans in that game. Franny, anything? Mm-mm. He's like, you're oh. a betting corner, Ben. He just doesn't. He doesn't want to engage. He doesn't want to engage during this conversation. This is your corner. next up. Saints at Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are giving away three points. Take it. The Jags are going to win that game. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. Giving away three and a half points. That is a no-brainer. Take it to the bank. Buy yourself a Tesla. Buy yourself a Porsche. Take the Eagles in that game on the money line. Plus 160. Get one and a half times your money back. The Eagles are going to win that game outright. That's not even something you should have to think about. (laughs) Next up, Redskins at Miami Dolphins. God, look at that line. The Redskins at the Dolphins. The Redskins are are favored by four points. The line on this is who cares? Don't go near it. Don't touch it. Who the hell knows? Next up, Niners at Rams. The Rams giving away three points to the Niners. I think the Rams are going to win this game, but I like taking the Niners and the points. It might be a one or two point win by the Rams, but maybe not a three point win. (laughs) Next up, Atlanta Falcons at Arizona Cardinals. The Atlanta Falcons are given two and a half points at the Big Red out in the desert. What do you think about that one, Franny? Your beloved Matt Ryan against the Cardinals. Would you bet on the Falcons giving away two and a half points? You know, I, I'm not sure, Ben, but I, I just took my, my headphones off to hear how loud you're screaming into that mic. <laughs> I wasn't sure to say my headphones or are you just screaming really loud. Am I screaming loud? I think the neighbors can hear you, yes. All right, I'm going to calm this down <laughs> because I don't know if you heard this earlier in the show, but we, we tape this outside every single week because that's where football should be played. All right, I'm going to take the Falcons in that game, or the Cardinals in that game, sorry. <laughs> Next up, Cowboys at New York Jets. The Jets are getting 
seven <laughs> points in that game. Take the Jets. The Cowboys are not going to win that game by more than seven points. In fact, oh. the Cowboys are on a long sliding road. <laughs> they are going downhill. So be careful with the Cowboys here and going forward. Next up, Tennessee Titans at Denver Broncos. The Broncos giving away 1.5 points in that game. I am still taking the Broncos in that game. Next up, Pittsburgh Steelers at Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers minus six. Can you believe it? The Chargers are getting or giving away six points at home against the Steelers. Take the Steelers in that game. The Chargers are imploding. The Steelers <laughs> suck, but they have enough talent on defense to get this thing done. Uh, next up, Monday night, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are giving away four points. Take the Lions in that game. I love the Lions in this game. Take the Lions. Actually, no, I just contradicted myself. Take the Packers. <laughs> Sorry. Packers in that game. You're pretty good at that, Ben. Yeah, I contradict myself quite regularly. Sorry. Packers in the points. Next up, Kansas City Chiefs at Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are getting five and a half points in that game. Take it. Take the Denver Broncos in this game. I think this might be a winner. All right. Next up, the Thursday night game. Kansas City Chiefs at the... De- oh, I just went through that game. That's the last <laughs> game of the week. Sorry. I told you that shot would come back and haunt us. Franny gave us his fabulous five parlay. I have a couple uh, parlays here for you. Uh, who knows if they'll hit. But first one, Bengals. Texans, Dolphins, Cardinals, and Steelers. Bengals? Huh? That's a tough one. When you throw the Bengals in there, that's a tough parlay to win. It's a tough one. But I'm sure the payout is big. $10 bet wins $3,198 fake <laughs> that's dollars. That's because of the Bengals. <laughs> that's because the Bengals are in there. I have a sexy six parlay. Patriots, Seahawks, Saints, Cowboys, Lions, and Texans. It's worth the risk, maybe. Ten bucks wins three hundred and eighty-six dollars there. But here is the big one: the fourteen-game parlay. <laughs> Ten dollars wins forty-nine thousand dollars. Patriots, Carolina, Ravens, Seahawks, Packers, Steelers, Titans, Cowboys, Falcons, San Francisco, Washington Redskins, Philadelphia Eagles, Saints, and Texans. What say you, Franny? Didn't you say the Dolphins would beat the Redskins? Probably. Early in the show. <laughs> These are just parlays. These are just... Yeah. You know? yeah actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw in a 14-game parlay myself. You know, it's, I mean, for 10 bucks, Hey, whatever. Money, you could win 40, large Monopoly money. $49,146. Exactly. <laughs> All right, folks. Sorry for the contradictions. We did shots. We had some beers. We had a little bit of fun tonight. Uh, without Sonya here to supervise us. So, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we're going to be closing out the show with some housekeeping. Oh, it feels like just a few minutes ago we started this show, and it's sad, sad, sad uh, to end it as it is every single week. But thank you all so much for listening to our show. We truly, truly appreciate it. We're humbled that you like the show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busbrow.com with your friends, relatives, neighbors, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free 
by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. Again, that's podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may use and play your message on the show. Please also follow us. Follow us. Franny is awesome uh. with the photographs from our homebrew from our shots, from our tastings, all of that you can find on Instagram at Thirstand, and you can follow us on Twitter as well at Goal Thirst. Frane, what say you at the end of a, another wonderful and <laughs> awesome show? Uh, well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be doing this again next week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Mm-hmm.